It's your 20. This here's the podcast crew. We're hauling up at 901, about to hit the airwaves. Ready for cocktails? Cool. Characters. And the explosive relationships. You'll only find in cocktail. Well, rhythm. Your blenders. Or an earful of cocktail. There's a place the world's most popular cocktail podcast. That's where you want. Fans of cinema cocktails will find much like. That is, if you're not some no good yuppie. Breaker, breaker, good buddy. Expect in-depth analysis, breaking news about the cast and crew, a little barman poetry, and we'll even have a few of Coglin's laws. Coglin's law: never show surprise, never lose your cool. Hello. Hello, welcome. Welcome, welcome. to the very Whoa. first episode of Earful of Cocktail. An Earful of Cocktail. Cocktail Cocktail? Cocktail. Cocktail? Cocktails? Yeah, so we will be discussing Woo. picking apart. Uh, so a lot of people, this is where you start. When you start listening to the show Earful of Cocktail, you start at the beginning. And this is the beginning. Some people start at the end. Some people start at the end. Uh it is to be savored. Uh Cocktail is a movie, and it is something we are talking about in five minute chunks. We're taking, uh, we, just to let you know, we did this before. We did the movie Convoy in five-minute chunks and did approximately 40 hours of talking about it. We did, we talked, we listened, we watched the movie Convoy many times, the equivalent of like 20-something times. Yeah, we basically, uh, lived it. Uh, we lived Convoy. We lived Convoy. Uh, yeah, so, uh, we are doing again with Cocktail, uh, a, a different movie. By all accounts, not the same movie. Not the same movie as Convoy. No, it's, this yeah. is a different thing. It's a new thing, uh, and we got lots of um, lots of new stuff planned. Yeah. Uh, so, I, probably a lot of you are wondering, hmm. what is cocktail? What is well? First of all, what is earful? What is earful? Uh, Webster's defines earful as an outpouring of news or gossip. Two, an outpouring of anger, abuse, or complaint. So hmm. That's the choice we need to make. In Going forward with this podcast, yes, are we outpouring news or gossip, or are we going to outpour anger, abuse, or complaint? Uh, I feel like we should do both. I I don't know. I mean, I think it's not really news. This is old. It's old stuff. And do we have gossip to share? Uh, we have a we, lot of we we, we did have a lot of gossip last time about the uh, different press managers for. Uh, various <laughs> various folks on the project and also about different film theorists uh, who who uh, commented on Sam Peckinpah's Convoy. This movie, 1988 Roger Donaldson, and the movie is called Cocktail. How, how are you doing over there? I'm downloading lots of files that uh, probably should have been downloaded earlier. I kind of implied you should have been doing this a few <laughs> minutes ago and you said I got everything handled. And... I got it. Well, I'm handling it right now, am I not? Even better. <laughs> <laughs> Much better, uh, you know. So, so when you make a podcast, a podcoy, yeah, a, po- a pod. What is it now? It's a it's a podtail. It's a podcock. Po- a podcock. It's a, I think it's a podtail. Yeah. Uh, when you make a podtail, you need things like the you hear this music we're listening to. You need things like that, but ideally, you need even better things that are relevant to the to the material at hand. Uh, and so, so you want to prepare those things ahead of time. You want to have them available to play at a moment's notice. Uh, is that a knock on the door? 
Yeah. Who is it? It's loans. See, you say something even better, so I I put something even better. On. Good. Yes. Very good. Um. As we wait for you to get things ready. Things are getting ready. Okay, so we are going to, in this episode, uh, unpack the first five minutes of the movie Cocktail. Sure. Uh, and we have different fun segments for you folks. Uh, so what are your what are your favorite segments? My favorite segments are, um, uh, where's our list? We made a list of them. <laughs> Good <laughs> lord. <laughs> My favorite segments are, um, uh, here we go, 30 second concepts. Oh boy. Uh, well, there's spoiler alert. I know that one. That one. Yeah. Spoiler We've got spoiler alert. alert for sure. We have a new version of spoiler alert. New which, improved. New improved. We should probably, and for people who have not heard our previous shows and who just came in because they're interested in the movie Cocktail, uh, spoiler alert involves us, uh, okay, good. We're good. Um, uh, spoiler alert involves us spoiling the movie for you by reading a plot summary. In this case, though, we've commissioned a plot summary of our own because there was not one well, available let's, online. Let's, let's get that in a moment. We'll get that. We'll get that in a moment. Okay, we got Bear in the Air. We got uh, Segways, Segways, Segways. <laughs> Which links to RobFord.com. Good. Uh, we've got uh, nothing else for now. I thought we had a list of segments that's somewhere. A, that's a. Di- it's not thirty second concept. I, is that a different doc somewhere? I believe so. <laughs> okay, well... This kind of thing you could have prepared. Uh, look, I didn't have access to this computer until, until like, five minutes ago. Now okay? we have so. <laughs> uh, We are going to do a cocktail for each episode, so drink of, drink of the drink of the app. Yeah, do we, uh, is that the best you can... Co- drink of the drink app. Of, <laughs> drink of the app. Drink of the app. Okay, yeah, that's good. That's good. Drink of the app. Drink of the app. Um, and so we have one prepared for this show. That'll be good. Um, we've got a recipe for you. Um, and yeah, f- and we're, f- we're just going to be famous segment uh, flare in the air, flare, flare in the air. I forgot about that one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah, we'll be we'll be breaking down the movie Cocktail, uh, Tom Cruise's Cocktail, um, five minutes at a time. It is it's normally called Tom Cruise's Cocktail. I, I right? call it Roger Donaldson's Cocktail. <laughs> I call it Tom Cruise's Cocktail. Every time I create a new folder on this desktop, it goes somewhere. Just, I don't just, know. Just bail on this. This is. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna create it in the Stingers folder. Great. Uh, so are you ready with a certain uh, backing for uh, spoiler alert? Because we should get into that. Alright, y'all, let's let's give you a little break here. Yes. We got corrections. Do we have any corrections from the previous episode? Uh, this is the first episode. Okay, no corrections.
this is an earful cocktail. This is off of a Sterling Star. Oh my God, so good. Listen to that. Okay, well, oh. we're only uh, fit 13 minutes after the end of the episode, and we've mm. done very, very little. Wow, the game. Okay. Okay, cocktail. Cocktail. A lot of people are wondering, what is cocktail? What is cocktail? What is cocktail? Uh, Webster's defines cocktail as a usually iced drink of wine or distilled liquor mixed with flavoring ingredients. Mm. Uh, B, something resembling or suggesting such a drink as being a mixture of often diverse elements or ingredients, uh, a cocktail of remembered incidents, and pure imagination. Hmm. That's interesting. Pure a cocktail of pure imagination. A cocktail of herbicides. Ah. C a mixture of agents, usually in solution that is taken or used especially for medical treatment or diagnosis. Uh, two. What's, and that, what's that? And we're gonna go to a pure imagination. That's Willy Wonka. <laughs> Willy Wonka. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Good. Okay. Good. Very good. That's very good. Very okay. Uh, and two is appetizer usually serves the first course as a meal. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen food referred to as a cocktail. Like a fruit cocktail. Yeah. You can have a fruit cocktail. Or or a, or a, um, a jam cocktail. You could, Yeah, that's where you just have a bunch of different D- Different jams, jams different a, fruits together in a jam. Only one rule, has to be in a cup. Has to be in a cup. You, yeah, a fruit cocktail, jam pudding, cocktail. Pudding cocktail. Pudding cocktail. Custard um, cocktail. Custard, that sounds good. Uh, what yeah. about um, an alcoholic cocktail? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Mm. So do you think, here's a question. So mm. the movie Cocktail... There were mm. cocktails inside of it. The, the, Lots the of them. We're so, going to have one a show. So, uh, ep of the, is it ep of the week? Ep of the cock, cocktail of the... <laughs> drink of the ep. Drink of the ep. Drink of the ep. Luck of the Irish. Of drink of the ep. On it. Yep. See, that's why I wrote it down. Ah, good. Good Good job writing that down. Uh, so the question <clears throat> is, mm. is, is there a double meaning? The movie is called Cocktail. Like, yes. Is it just because there's cocktails in it? Do they I have to mean, say, like, we not we have to get, we have to name it. Let's find some sort of object. Well, in it. let's start with there was a book. It could be called Humans. The book was called Cocktail. It was, yeah, yeah. And then the movie was named after the book. That, that's I think that's a very reasonable way to say that's why it's called Cocktail. But that's is it, how it, I did say it. But does it just mean cocktail a drink, or does it mean? I think it's got some. There's some nuance there. Is a mixture of diverse elements or ingredients that's what this movie is i mean absolutely. we'll get into it but that's absolutely. what this movie is yeah also do you think it refers to uh, a human penis <laughs> no i don't think it does but it, it's, i mean tom <laughs> i mean honestly when you put uh, like when you put that word in the title yeah it's gonna drive up business right with, along with tom cruise yeah yeah, yeah that's gonna mm-hmm. I, I think that's uh certain so, so what is, I, and I, just real quick yeah date of the movie date of the movie date of the movie <laughs> Spin-off of Star Trek. Uh, date of the movie, 1988. 88. Great. Okay, good. So 1988, just like the Van Halen album. Just like it. When uh, when this movie's out, I, I existed. You did not exist. Is that correct? Uh, that is... Well, I mean, in, in like, theory or in, like, in, your, in practice? In your theology. In my... Th- <laughs> was your soul eternal? Have you always existed? Or? Yeah, it's kind of. I mean, there's there's kind of this one continuous timeline, and it's really yeah. not a question of which side of it are we on. The movie cocktails always existed. It just has not been released in the world, right? Yeah, it's just a matter of whether you can access it in a tangible form or absolutely, not. absolutely. Yeah, and '88 was the year upon which normal human beings could access cocktail the movie, yeah. in a tangible form. So quite, also yeah. that that made it eligible for copyright protection because it was fixed in a tangible medium that's, as of that day. It's called publishing, baby. Yeah. Although, don't get me started on the burn convention. Please don't get me started on the burn convention. B-E-R-N? B-U-R-N? B-E-R-N-E, baby. Uh, okay, wow. so here's a question for you. Why yep. is a cocktail called a cocktail? Well, they used to take um, roosters 
aka cocks. Yeah. And they used to cut them up. <laughs> no, actually, so one one thing I, I heard as a possible theory in the past, which I liked, is that more people drink cocktails in the morning. Hmm. So it was referring to actually like, drinking the rooster's tail after it, it crows. There you go. But that's not actually, uh, that's hmm. not what David Wondrich uh, says. Is it named after cocktail napkins? So, uh, the I'll just say this. Hmm. There have been many, many theories advanced regarding the origins of Are cocktail. you saying this, or is David Wondrich saying this? This is David Wondrich saying it okay. through the tangible <laughs> medium of my voice right now. Okay, good, yeah. yeah. Just uh, clarifying. This uh, this one theory has the advantage of not only making sense, but also being supported by actual evidence. That vulgarly called ginger is the key. There's, a, there's hmm. an early proto, uh, a proto-cocktail featuring gin and... Uh, Gin and bitters uh, and and ginger. Oh, uh, seventeen ninety eight. Wow, uh, it's, it's not really. Uh, it's kind of crazy to think they didn't have cocktails before seventeen ninety eight, though. Well, if you want to learn, were they more, not mixing things with alcohol before seventeen ninety eight? This is your own book. Read this book. And do you steal that from? My- <laughs> yeah, I stole it. <laughs> my, all my my copy of the books in storage right now. Uh, <laughs> Any association of ginger and cocking tails brings Captain Gross immediately to mind, author of a classical, classical dictionary of the vulgar tongue. To be precise, it recalls his oft-quoted entry on the practicing of fuging, aka figging, part of the stock and trade of an English horse dealer. When selling a beast not in its first blush of age... Mm. Makes you think of this movie. You sure. Know, yeah, it? yeah, Dad, Tom Cruise is... Not in his first blush of age. I'd say probably third. Third blush of age. Third. Uh, it was standard practice to put a clove of ginger up the poor, tired creature of fundament before showing it. Hmm. This was done to make him lively and carry his tail up. Thus, according to the captain, fugue is used figuratively for encouraging or spiriting a person. Based on this, we may take the name cocktail to be what we was calling it exocentric noun verb compound, like breakwater, scarecrow, and pickpocket. A cocktail is something that cocks up your tail, hmm. much as they shove ginger in the fundament of a horse. Wow! And cock its tail up. There you go. There you go. Nice. So I think, I think it's and so consider that second meaning as the movie goes. It is exactly. We'll see. We'll see. But okay. That, so I we, feel like we that are, does mirror. We're almost twenty minutes in. We need to get through our. Famous we segments. do. We need to keep going. Keep going. Keep so, going. So uh, let's let's get ready for okay. something. I'd like to call. Do you like to call it? I'd like to call it spoiler alert. I would call this spoiler alert. Okay, should we rename Welcome to spoiler this? Alert. Should we rename it uh, "Who Let the Spoilers Out"? We should rename it "Who Let the Spoilers Out." Okay, yeah. Uh, We're playing a MIDI of "Who Let the Dogs Out" in the background right now. If you didn't uh, pick up on that, it's really good. Okay, so who it's let great. the spoilers out? And the answer is, uh, uh, we did by commissioning. <laughs> we are. Yeah, we commissioned uh, we, spoilers for the movie. Yes. So here's the deal. So, so for Convoy, if you listen to our previous show, sure. an earful of. Let's not live in the past. Con- Come on. Okay. Uh, we in the in the past. Just one quick. Allow me. One quick past. Past. I'll, I'll allow it. This is the past break. But watch yourself. Quick past break. Uh, in the past, we the fast break is a thing in basketball. So I was making a pun. That's, on. that's funny. Okay, quick past break. Um, we found a spoiler article. Yes. On the moviespoiler.com. Written by a Convoy superfan. Written by a Convoy superfan, detailing every aspect of Convoy. Yeah. It was very helpful for us, giving us what the material we needed. To inform listeners as to what was going to happen, and he in posted each it show. on the on the spoiler alert website, uh, the movie spoiler. The movie spoiler. It ain't always the damn butler that did it. It ain't. No. Anyway, so, uh, uh, so, 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 take that down a little bit. So, 
when it comes to Cocktail, the problem is no one cares enough about the movie Cocktail. A lot of people care. To write, a lot of people care, but not this much, to write an extensive plot summary of Cocktail. I think you're making much too broad conclusions. Just no one happened to post it on the movie spoiler. You're saying a lot of people out there are writing their own private plot summaries of Cocktail. They're just not publishing them. Yeah, I'd say maybe you can sure. say it's it's interest is so strong that most spoilers sure. are, are passed hand to hand instead of going through uh, the clearing house. It's of an the underground internet. network of spoilers. I, I think well, we're not we're not yet in the. I mean, for Convoy, we got very much in the insider group yeah. of so Convoy we, so fans. We're we not yet in the insider group of Cocktail So what we did is we um we we went on the web and we found a person with uh, time um, and uh, we paid them uh, for their time to watch the entire movie and write a plot summary. Because we want this to be the best podcast uh, ever to be made. Yeah. And this is an important part. So Ground Rules, uh, we made fun of, of the Convoy Superfan all the time because he did a... He was very thorough, but he was a very bad writer. Uh, Ground Rule, we're not making fun of this guy. No, this guy's great. This guy's great. This guy did a fantastic job. Yeah, he did a fantastic job. Yes, it is very thorough. Yeah, so it's very <laughs> thorough. So uh, without further ado, this is the... Uh, s- we're going to spoil for you the first, first five, minutes. five minutes. The first scene of the movie sees Brian aided with some of his army friends to catch a bus headed to New York City. Getting to the bus, Brian bids his friends bye, who then wish him the best and the hope that he gets to be successful in his dreams. The journey to New York is rather long. Alighting from the bus, Brian gets on a train. Arriving home, Brian first gets to meet his Uncle Pat taking out the trash, who's happy to see him home from the wars. Bonding over some drink at the bar Cavion. What? Ca- is that the name of the bar, Cavion? I thought it was called Pat's Place. I don't think it was called Cavion. I, well, well, ca- is what what is going on here? I don't know. C A V I O N. Uh, C A V A. Uh, C A V I A N. Cap Cavian. Uh, it's I I don't know. Uh, I don't. <laughs> the bar caveat. What what a weird thing. It's to... a weird inclusion. Okay. Okay. Uh, it's it's capitalized. Bar caveat. Sure. Capitalized. Uncle Pat informs Brian of having saved his mother's apartment for him. Brian comments on having missed the beer the bar offered, describing it to be flat and from rusty pipes. Uncle I love Pat- how exhaustive this is. It's very good. Uncle Pat comments on Brian having changed a lot, but was still as wise as he remembered. It's actually not what he said, but... No. No, uh, but not, let's get not to really. It. Okay. But- Without further ado, are we ready for Ooh. the sink? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Let's uh, let's get things going here. All right. Real quick. That was spoiler alert. This uh, has been... Let the spoilers out. Spoiler... No, 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 it's been Who Let the Spoilers Out. Very good. It's When you break Who Let the Dogs Out down to its essence, it actually becomes a pretty different song. <laughs> what do you mean when you break it down to its essence? Do you think <laughs> that's you what You don't MIDI think did? the MIDI is the essence of a song? I think the essence of Who Let the Dogs Out are people screaming <laughs> directly into the microphone in, in extreme close-up. Okay. I mean, I think that's. I, I think the MIDI actually is more of the uh, penumbra. The the ambiance. Yeah, I would say. Yeah. Okay. The, the umbra is is people yelling. It's the it's sure. the, the texture of the human voice. Yes. As they ask the the question. Yeah. Who let the dogs out? Who did? Yeah. Um, you know, there's a who let the dogs out museum. <laughs> is that next to the Vanga Boys Museum? <laughs> no, this one's actually like real. <laughs> We never discussed the Venga Boys Museum. We need to at some point. No, no, I don't want to give that any more publicity than it. Than I think it we should. Has. Okay, so sync. Uh, so everybody, sync. please get out okay. your first. Uh, Go uh, home. MP4. 
Go home, everybody. Yeah. So I I have get titled your, mine. Get your convoy. Con, get your convoy Blu-ray. Yes. Throw it out. Throw it out. Throw you it don't out. need it. Toss it. You don't need it anymore. Yeah. Get it's, your. It's it doesn't have a, any kind of uh, expert film commentary. Let's say that. <laughs> let's be honest. I well, may it may someday. Get yeah. your cocktail. Sure. D- DVD or Blu-ray. I recommend a Blu-ray. Sure. A nice Blu-ray with Tom Cruise on the front. Yeah. Get that. Rip it. Legally. Sure. Uh, split it into five-minute chunks. Right on the seams. Right on the seams. They'll be evident. Look for them. They're there. Leave it. Leave it. Leave the evidence. Leave the evidence. Um, walk away. Walk away. Come back. Just calm your head for a bit. Calm your head. Find the first chunk. Load it up. Right where you left it. And put it in, in your, your computer. Head. And your computer. And your computer. Yeah. And then get ready. Because yeah. we're going to loop it ourselves, and I, we're going to watch it up. I did not together. I, did, I could not convince you to install M Player into your computer. I'm using VLC, and it's always been a the mistake. It was video, a mistake. Video Land client. First, first time I used it was a mistake. You should have seen the the, the real storyline of Earful of, of Convoy was the embrace of M Player as, well, as, as a as a top of the line. <laughs> it was impressive when you were able to use it. In combination with those scripts to do automated uh, yeah. trivia on the yeah absolutely but. okay okay so Empire oops I pressed play whoa See, whoa this is a disaster okay okay we're ready now okay all right I by the whoa. time this by the time this is over oh our <laughs> transmitter is warm oh we're getting a little alert on the transmitter we're getting an alert because oh, our transmitter it's 107 out there today yeah. yeah it's a scorcher baby yeah and so apparently the transmitter is too hot so yeah. I think, or maybe it's a fact that our show is just lighting up the airwaves we too are, many people are listening ooh, to it that is what happens with radio too yeah. many people listen the transmitter overheats yeah so uh, if a few of you um, <laughs> if you stop hearing us uh, or if you hear us in a slightly different frequency um, I would just say if uh, if you're listening to the show please turn the channel to Give the broadcast. Just broadcast give, us a, a give us a break. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, it's a, it's a little overloaded right now. Okay, M player. All uh, right, loop zero. VLC. No mouse input. Temp cocktail zero zero one dot mp four. <laughs> Are you ready? Three, Three two, two, one, one three. Oh no! Two. Wait, 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 wait a second. I'm not ready. Okay. Uh, we're in, seat. We're now we're now we're in M player hell. No, this is just my computer to put on the on this console. Right. So let's see this. Now we now I'm ready. Three, two, one, three, three two, two, one, and go. go. Is there a... There's like a window... That fan may be blowing into the mic. That's the ambient sound of, of uh, Cocktail. Very good. Oh. Okay, again. so, man, we've we've killed a half hour with no analysis it's of the movie. It's the first episode. I don't know. A lot of people just say, I don't... Based upon this performance so far, I'm not going to invest 40 hours into listening to this podcast. And that worries me. Uh, well, we'll get him on the next step. <laughs> looks like a serial killer screed. <laughs> I love, I love, and I wrote this down. There's a synth hit right when the when Tom Cruise's name appears in the credits. Wild it's- thing just goes boom. So let's talk about the opening credits. Let's talk about them. Elizabeth Shue is on the screen right now. Her name, uh, at least. Her name, not not Elizabeth Shue. <laughs> not not personally. Although you never know, she could be in that car in the background. The signifier and the signifier. Yep. Um. So some information. Uh, um, what we are hearing in the background right now. This is the movie Wild Again by Starship. 
This is the uh, first release. This was, this was produced for the movie. Oh, that's why you were showing me the Starship album. Well, I thought you got. I thought you pieced I, that together. I did not make that connection. I oh, did not. You know. thought I was just showing off. Uh, I thought you were showing off '80s music to me. Yes. Well, I was. Well, it was. But I didn't know it was such relevant '80s music. I'm all okay. So we get the song "Wild Thing." Nope. Yeah, "Wild Thing." Nope. No. "Wild Again." "Wild Again." Okay, I should cross that out on my notes. Yeah. Not "Wild Thing." "Wild Thing's a different song. Yeah. "Wild Again." So here in the in the opening credits, we see everything written in. in uh, I believe I would pronounce this Jilly's, like a Jilly suit. Jilly's Gothic. Jilly's Gothic. A font. Yeah, so let me read this. This is from a, uh, I believe, probably, it's tough to say, because the font Jilly's Gothic was, uh, was designed and released in 1935 by wow. San Francisco native William S. Jilly's. Ah. Uh, also claimed to you fame. Gillies. What would you say? Let's let's I let's would say let's vote on it. Jalon. Okay, you vote for Jalon. I, I vote for Jillies. Yeah, or Gillies. Um, let's see. I'm gonna let's do how to pronounce. Let's do an either or on that. Uh, we, how pronounce? Okay, it was this movie was edited by Neil Travis Ace. Okay, let's let's see let's see right here. Gillies. Gillies, according to this weird text-to-speech thing. That's Emma saying. Uh, let's see. Let's at least see how I pronounce Elizabeth. This is the same same person, so probably said the same way. Elizabeth Gillies. Elizabeth Gillies. Okay, now let's get a second. Gillies. Gillies. Okay, I'm okay. going to go with Gillies. We got we got two votes. Okay, let's let's go for Gillies. William S. Gillies. He, uh, he, other claim to he fame. He was wild again. He was wild again. Uh, the Hardy Boys, Nancy Drew uh, books, he uh, dr- uh, illustrated many of the original covers. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, so that's what he's best remembered for. He also designed the Gillies Gothic series, uh, which came in light and bold. Medium was never, uh, never cut. Ah. Yeah. So, to read, here's a description of the original uh, foundry talking about why you should use Gillies Gothic for action. This is the Bauer Type Foundry. Gillies Gothic was designed by the newest Bauer find, William S. Gillies, brilliant young American artist. His letter forms are as American as Woolworths and as smart as the latest issue of Harper's Bazaar. They possess the quick, nervous tempo, the freedom and swift grace found in elegant written script. The fluid quality of Gillies Gothic lends the charm and spirited hand lettering to advertising headings and captions. It is a typeface which permits delightfully varied effects when used in combination with other types in business cards, folders, letterheads, and printed forms of every kind. Designed for action. A fleet halfback in action. The straight soaring verticals of a Manhattan skyscraper. Sweet, swift motion racing over ribbons of concrete. These are all vivid symbols of today's America, and this newest and most dashing of the Bauer typefaces is imbued with something of the tempo and spirit of these things. We call it Gilly's Gothic. Wow. That really captures the movie, isn't it? Yeah, that sounds great. It's uh, it's about Manhattan. It's about youth in action, and this that's really... So the question is, were they trying to use that typeface in the opening credits to signify this? Do you think they were actually trying to say, we want a virile typeface that feels fresh young and and speaks I mean I think it's possible someone gave the direction please find me a fresh young typeface 
and then <laughs> just some guy. Five, yeah. Five, uh, I mean, the typeface was 50 years old at that point. Yeah, but I mean, fresh, young, in style, not yeah, in sure. terms of, of exactly. age. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> and then so someone went out and got it, you know, brought it back. The other thing is, it's you could say it's strictly strictly functional that this tries to look like uh, a neon light. Yes. Because the opening credits, we There's should... There's neon everywhere in this title sequence. Well, they, they use bright blue. Neon in the logo. And, and they glow. Until you yes, get this they point, do. and then they stop. But there's a lot of different ways you could go for a for a um, neon-looking thing. It could be sure. Could bl- be blocked. It doesn't have to be a script. No, they, but scripts are nicer. Uh, let's say. I mean, there is no such thing as, as nice. There's no such thing as nice in yeah. the '80s. Is that yeah. what you're saying? Well, it's it's, it's about virility. Let's be honest. Sure. Uh, Speaking of virility, here's here's our man right now, okay. Tom Cruise. Yeah. So. I would say it has to look like neon lights, which is what they're going for, because the the uh, the logo is in fact cocktail written in neon lights. Sure. Uh, and uh, do you notice the logo in the opening credits? Is it different? It's it's yeah, it's very different. It's it's lettered differently. It is it is overflowing. So why don't you pull up the uh, poster art, and next time it goes around, compare the two, uh, because it is different like six ways. But we'll get that in a few minutes. Uh, the movie opens in an indeterminate place. Uh, and here's here's a question to lead off. Let's we'll start at the beginning. Where where do you think this takes place? Uh, this takes place in New Jersey. I do not think so. No? You think he's just taking a long bus ride to New York, New Jersey area? I mean, he definitely ends up in New Jersey. Yes, but he gets on a Greyhound bus. Sure. And... Heat. And he gets off a Greyhound bus, let's and, be honest. And in the meantime, oh, uh, it turns dark. Here's a Ooh. newer movie called Cocktail. Yeah, better movie. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, so uh, when he gets on, an entire night passes. He mm. gets to New York mm-hmm. at dawn the next day. Look at this. You see, notice how it got dark? Oh, so okay. So he's on the bus for a while. He's on the bus... I would say, Manners, what time do you think the first scene took place? Mm. I would say it probably took place uh, midday. Mm. Do you think? Do you think that was an evening scene, or do you think it was a midday scene? We're just kind of speculating on the quality of the light. Um, when he got when he got on the bus. Yes, yes. Yeah, yes. that's like midday. Midday. Let's say uh, two fourteen p.m. Sure. Yes. And let's say he gets into New York proper. That seems like this looks like early morning, like eight thirty. Yeah, this uh, maybe earlier. This is like maybe seven thirty. Um, yeah. Well, I don't think it's right. It's sun- yeah, okay. maybe an eight. You know, but, but yeah, okay. it's, it's very early. It's clearly like sun up. Yeah. Then, oh, it's, uh, although he gets in New York, there's a lot of traffic. This well, does look like more traffic than a. But let's just say he is no. he's approaching New York. Sure. At let's say seven thirty. Sure. So uh, took him better part of uh, nineteen hours. Hmm. Uh, there is something uh, greyhounds. They, I will say they ride slowly. Yeah, I'm already disappointed by the fact that our plot summary does not include the detail of what book he was reading or the detail of the dogs on the street. Uh, he, he satisfied the word count. That's I don't know where the rest of it's coming from because there's not a whole lot of detail so far for things that could have used a lot of detail. Well, so every do you think time... we're gonna get like halfway through this and realize that it's gonna be a bunch of repeat? It's like the middle is just a bunch of repeated pages. I think what he did is he did a lot of uh, writing down dialogue. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's a lot of written down dialogue. Yep. Which is 
fine. It's not the worst. It's not the worst. Yeah, let's no. be honest. There's a lot of dialogue in this movie, so someone writing it down, you know. It's, it's one of those talkies. It's a talkie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. And it's a color film. So I would say Greyhound buses. I used to take a Greyhound from Nashville to Cincinnati. Wow. Uh, if you if you what drive, about from Cincinnati to Nashville? Took it from uh, Cincinnati to Nashville. Took huh. it both ways. Uh, it takes about four and a half to five hours if you're if you're driving a car by yourself. If you take it a Greyhound, uh, about seven and a half hours. Wow, that's so, long. So it's it takes why long. so much longer? Well, you had to stop in Louisville. Oh, we have to stop, pick up people, drop people yeah, off. Oh, yeah, so yeah. there's a certain overhead. So sure. let's say it's 19 hours. Let's uh, the say bar is called Pat's Place. You're right. I just confirmed that. Are you sure it's not Bar Caveon? <laughs> it might be Bar Caveon. I'm not, it's one of the two. Let's check next time again. Okay. Uh, okay, so question is, 19 hours, let's take off 30% at least. Say like it's going to be something more like 15 hours. Sure. 14 hours. Sure. How far away are you from New York proper? 14 hours New away. York, 14 hours driving. I'm going to say you're... Oh, I mean, he's military. I'm guessing North, South Dakota, somewhere in the in the Dakotas. Is that where all military guys go? Yeah, I mean, there's huge military presence in, in, like, North Dakota. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I mean, it is it is, um, it is clearly... It's, I, it's, it's somewhere in, in central. I'd say North or South Dakota, maybe Kansas or something, or Oklahoma, but, like... It's, it's colder than New York City. Which, yeah. I'm going to say North Dakota. Uh, also, a lot of military presence in North Dakota. Should we? Okay, look at this. Yeah. Notice how that's different. It is a little different. It's the logos are different. Wide a lot different. Uh, one thing is in two colors. Sure. Well, it, the colors obviously are going to be different because they're they're matching up with the rest of the title sequence. No, but the rest is one color, and that's actually mm. two colors. Uh, and cocktail overflows the circle. Yes. It goes on both sides. It is no longer rotated. Mm. It's very it's very unusual. We should now that I'm looking at the poster, we should recite the slogan. Yes. Ready? Three, two, one. When, when he, he pours, pours, he reigns. Uh, that's a great slogan. That's, a great that's slogan. so good. Uh, I think we can definitively say that this took place in October if we take it as canonical. In North, D- North Dakota October. Uh well the the football game playing North on TV. Dick-a-tober. Uh you the football game on TV took place October tenth, nineteen eighty seven. How do you know? Well, I looked up all times that LSU played Georgia. <laughs> okay, and that was a that was a Georgia home game, as as signified by Georgia being written on the TV. Sure. Uh, and they played in 1987 in Georgia, 1986 in Baton Rouge, and before that, 1979. So I believe that actual footage came from 1987, October 10th. Okay. The question is, should we consider that canonical? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So this yeah. took place they, in October 10th. I mean, 10th. the people making this movie cared about every detail. Absolutely. I mean, I've always said about Roger Donaldson. Um, <laughs> so, okay, so the army car is taking Tom Cruise here. The army car has like army six, plate. yeah, it has army plates, like six American flags, and I they, say, I say six dudes, six six dudes as well, which is a lot for this car. But are you saying it's, it's a one dude to flag ratio? Oh, that makes sense now. Yeah, yeah, one one dude, one flag, um, and then it's got um, oh, and they just. They just saunter backward there. Um, uh, it's got uh, American flags, army plates, and it's got the police yeah. light thing. And a siren, but we don't know where the siren is. The siren doesn't appear to be in the car. I don't. You put it on the front dash. Yeah, but I didn't see it. What do you mean? You didn't see, you is can it there? See it. You can there's see there's it. a siren on the front dash? Yeah, you can see it. Well, no, there's the light. Oh. The siren, the actual thing is making the sound. The light doesn't make the sound. Well, I guess the siren, it's a visual siren, it's an audio siren. Yeah, but there's, we'll listen in the in the audio, and you'll hear an audio siren. Uh, that's a good question. I don't know when people do that, to where it comes from. I don't know. 
I'm not really a siren expert. Uh, sue me. Uh, so, should we read this opening scene as a scathing indictment of American imperialism? In that, what, he's coming home from the war? No, in, and in that it's it's the U.S. military yeah. basically oh, in pulling the, in, over in a pulling over a might. greyhound. Yes. Um, For some reason... I mean, it's a playful display of might. Yes, it's that's and that's what's... Is there anything more frightening than playful imperial... <laughs> I mean, if you are serious about your show of force, that is a lot less frightening sure. than to put on a smile as you do it. Sure. Yeah. Because for whatever reason, Brian Flanagan... Yeah, Brian Flanagan needs to get on this Greyhound bus. And so he, his army buddies get in a car, put a yeah. put a light and a siren on, and pull over the Greyhound bus. So let's speculate. What happened? Yeah. Did he... Freak- oh, he woke up late, or they were out drinking. I mean, it's clear they were having a good time. Earlier in the day, then? Do you think this took place earlier than uh, than middle afternoon? Uh, well, it, I mean, maybe the light's just, uh, just tricking us, and it's actually, like, late night. But no, you're saying if you woke up, late. and then it's late night to early morning. Well, no, I mean, uh, I mean, or they're just out, out late, out late, woke up late. Who knows? So you're saying he I'm was, just saying he's late. So you're saying he was probably celebrating, and that's yeah, the reason. yeah, absolutely. Personal experience, yeah. Getting on a Greyhound bus, uh, get there early. In the past, I think they now have like priority seating, mm. but up until uh, the late 2000s, you might find yourself in the aisle. It's basically first come first serve. They oversell the bus. Oh wow! And unlike you know airlines. They don't really do anything about it. Just you get in line, and then you get on the bus. <laughs> so this bus was not oversold. Uh, but in any case, yeah. Uh, so so the story is he threw his own recklessness. What uh, what, what was the C word again? Uh, Kavion. I, I know what it is. Okay, let's, next time around, we'll explain that. So here's, <laughs> here's the football game in the background. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I know what it is. Okay. And it's really great. Okay. Do we talk about it now? or do we uh, So it says Bar Tavern on the front of it. Sure. Does it look like it says Caveat? It looks like it says Bar Caveat. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> I, w- I was considering. Uh, that's like, a, okay. Uh, okay. Um, so we so got. Through his own recklessness. Sure. He fails to, to, to satisfy his obligation to show up on time. Do you think he pre-bought his ticket, or do you think he... Do, do you think he has a ticket right now? I think him being ex-military, I think they let him on the bus. I think they don't charge him anything. That's not a good way to run a business. Well, it's like, you know, like uh, uh, Army Flies Free <laughs> on Army Planes. <laughs> a Greyhound is not owned by the United <laughs> States Army. Last you checked. Yeah. Uh, so... What about in the 80s? I believe it never has been owned by the military. Mm, okay. Uh, so, you can buy it ahead of time. That's in the... Sure. Yeah. Maybe in the 80s, they just weren't... They were more undersold. Well, I mean, it matters what the route is. And besides, if there's a free seat, like, you know, army guy gets on, I mean, it's like, are you really... I mean, there's, it's the seat's free. Like, who You're else is taking it? Imperialism. Let the army guy Just on. let he soldiers served, do whatever they he's, want. He served your country. You stop the bus, let him on. Give him the first seat. Defenders of the nation, I bid thee a fond farewell. Is that what he says? He says, defenders of the nation. He says, defenders of the nation, I bid thee a fond farewell. So this is the first example. We've talked about this yesterday. This is the first example throughout this movie. We will see Tom Cruise do this thing Tom Cruise does, where he speaks overly formally in a way that is kind of joking, but you also have to wonder, is that the only way he knows how to deliver a line? Uh, Yeah, let's talk about He doesn't do a lot of acting in the first five minutes, but you can definitely pick it apart. Uh, well, we also wait one second. Is there is there a, there's a, there's a skylight in this car, right? And he was in the in the army car. Yeah, 
a sky. Uh, oh yeah, he was out. He was. He was. He was a sky roof. He, his head was out the the top of the car. Yes. I didn't know you knew it was a sky roof. I thought they're usually too small. You can actually stick your entire like upper body through one. Oh, of, those. of course. Oh, okay. a moonroof. Yeah, moonroofs are huge. I guess you've I never, never been, been in a car with a moonroof. Only small ones, I guess. Wow. Huh. Uh, so he screwed up, and then the uh, the army bails him out by basically just passing a Greyhound bus and parking in front of it. And then he shows yep. up, presumably without a ticket, and just demands to be taken to New York. Yeah, he's a lovable, you know. But that's the in, in why X army. Is this a strange way to introduce our character? He is introduced as a failure. I, I mean, and, he's and, and, and of course, well, he's power well, hungry. Uh, I think I think it's more that he is. He's he works the angles, right? He's late for the Greyhound. What's he gonna do? He's gonna get his army buddies together. They're gonna go catch that Greyhound, and he's gonna get on it anyway. So he's we, he's a guy that that you know plays things fast and loose. Yeah. So he's gonna miss the Greyhound, but even though he does that, he's scrappy enough to fight his way back up and overcome his own deficiencies. People like a film protagonist who is good at things. He's good at catching that Greyhound. Uh, and He's I, good at getting on the ground without paying. This is what Tom, Tom Cruise in Brian Flanagan. Brian Flanagan is good at failing yeah. and then making up for it with charisma. They talk about you know, the save the cat moment. Uh, where it's like a mm. protagonist needs to do something. People say, oh, he's a good person early yeah. in a movie sure. to justify. This is kind of like a, it's a hack screenwriter kind of rule of rule thumb. Sure. Does he do anything good to anyone? Not yet, but we will see. Okay. Well, I think early in the movie, he's he's considered to be, you know, selfish. He's a little selfish. He's reading a book about how to become a millionaire. He is. So here's a question for you. Yeah. Here's a he's line. He's very money motivated. Yeah. So here's a line from his uncle. Mm-hmm. You may t- you might have changed a lot, but they sure didn't beat the wise guy out of you. He's a wise guy. That's he, true. Well, okay. This so, is why people like him, though. He's sure. you know he plays a fast he has, and loose. He has charisma. He's got charisma, but he's not gonna you know he's he's he's, he's, a, he's, he's a very short, strange-looking man who exudes charisma. Yep. Yes, um, that's what he is. So, in what <laughs> way has he changed? <laughs> Oh, that's a great, that's a great description. Okay, yeah. In what, what way has he changed? Over the course of the film? No, or? no, no, off screen. Because before he went into the army, yeah. and he comes back, and almost immediately, his uncle says, you sure have changed a lot, but you're still a smartass. Well, I mean, in terms of physical appearance, probably. He's been gone for, what, years? So I'm sure he's, you know, whatever, shorter hair, so you, think you know. you think it's strictly about the fact that he has changed physically? Yeah, I think so. I think that's what he means. He means you've changed physically, but you have not changed, you know, emotionally. Well, well here's a question. Was yeah. he always this money-focused? Is it possible yeah. that the way he's changed is you came back, and now you're greedy as hell? No, that's what he means by you're a wise guy, is that he's... No, no, he's a wise guy because he's making fun of the beer. Well, and he's looking for money. No, I think he's a wise guy because he's, 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 he's... That's true. He's, he's ma- rib- he is making fun of the beer. He's ribbing Yeah, him. okay, so maybe he's far more ambitious than he was when he left for the army. Maybe that's what the, the you sure have changed a lot is about. This is kind of a mystery of the movie. If he was a young man in a hurry to make money, you don't you don't join the army. Like, that's this is not really... Sure. It's, it's a very... Yeah, okay, so he probably joined the army because he had nothing else to do. He was bored. He's bored. That's why people join the army, right? He's implied his parents died or his mother died. His parents are not involved in this movie, so... Well, so he is moving back into his mother's apartment. 
and his mother's furniture was there. To take the line Sounds over like there, his mom is not around anymore. It's okay, so it sounds I saved the apartment for okay, you. Okay, look for a siren. Okay. I don't see a physical siren in that car. What are you looking for? Like a horn? Yeah. Well maybe maybe it's part of the uh, of the it's, of the it's probably built in if it's an army car. All sirens. <laughs> yeah, okay. Here we go, here we go. He's just yelling, he's yelling, pull over. Let's just... Yeah, that's what you do to get a Greyhound to pull over. So, the, the first lines of the movie is, go, 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 go. <laughs> here so we go, here we go. <laughs> pull over, pull over, pull over, pull over. Get over. Slow down. What slow a great down, script. Slow down. What slow down. Great, slow down. Slow just, down. Just this is so well written. Hey, Let's, okay, what was the first line of Convoy? Uh, son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. Yeah. So yeah, it's good. It, it's so a study in contrast. Let, let, study in contrast. The first, the first scene of each movie is about a car overtaking another car. That <laughs> is true. Isn't that, that kind of We pick these specifically because we only analyze movies in, which the, first in scene, which the first scene is a car overtaking another car. Yeah. And in that scene, yep. it's considered basically, you know, a, a display of, 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 of masculinity. Sure. And proving his manhood by sure. not being overtaken by Al McGraw in her Jaguar. Yep. In this Jaguar. movie... He, uh, they're overtaking it. Here's, okay, this is weird. He's sitting next to this guy with the glasses. Yeah, and then, uh, and then a stop happened. Oh, okay. And he swaps other people next to and him. And now okay. he's sitting next to uh, a unnamed woman and Mike. And Mike. Mike, the first introduced named character of the movie, right? Yeah, Mike the Baby. Mike the Baby. <laughs> uh, Mike, Mike the Baby. Mike. Mike. Mike, Mike, look at that. <laughs> look at that. You see that city out there, kid? See that big town when they were... This, so many of these lines are just. What do you think of that? What do you think of that? Smart kid. Smart kid. Such a smart kid. So okay. many of these lines are just the same line over and over Listen again. Listen this. Yeah. Yeah, this is wild thing. Wild. Wild again. Do you hear that line? What is though? theirs and what is mine? It comes down to one question: What is theirs and what is mine? So this is about him taking over. So in using the, military force in the context of the movie, yeah. uh, in the song lyrics, that it's a little bit more about self ownership, just saying like, "Are you living your own life?" But insofar as that is a pretty massive break, it's hard not to read that as a materialist kind of line. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah. No, uh, it's he's out of the army. He's now off for, to you know he's served his country. He's done his duty for others. Now it's time for him to do something for himself, and that's make a lot of money. Sure. I mean, I think it's it's to say that he became greedy in his early 20s while in the army, and he came back a changed person. Mm. By all accounts, he has become a monster in the eyes of his uncle. <laughs> uh, so this is interesting. He gets off at Vernon Jackson Station, sure. um, which very much looks to have MTA, you know, New York City subway signage. But I thought his uncle... Oh, here it is. Uh, bar, bar Tavern. Oh, uh, Okay. Um, but it I doesn't thought, look like caviar. I thought his uncle's place is supposed to be in Jersey. No, uh, no, no. It's Long Island City. Oh, okay, got it. All right, then, that's, so, then that checks out. Part part of Queens. Yeah, Long we're fine Island there. City. Wow, and his uncle's his uncle's tavern is right next to a subway station too. Yeah. So uh, so this is the uh, corner of Fiftieth and Jackson. 
Uh, if we want to look that up, we can check out a map and look up 50th and Jackson in uh, in old New York City. Yeah, actually, I got it right here. Um, sure. So. Whoa. I accidentally dropped to the subway station. Nice. It's a good wow. view of the station. It's amazing. All right, it's near Hunter's Point. Yeah, so zoom in on 50th and Jackson. Yeah, and, you can and we're looking for Bar and Tavern. Oh, B-A-N-Y. There it is. No, it's not. It's an Asian fusion restaurant. No, this is... Oh. Jackson's Eatery no, Look at the street bar. view. Look at the street view. Well, I got to find the guy. There we go. Oh, woman. Oh, very progressive. It's saying women can stand in streets too is now. That, is that... Is, uh, I see a Chase Bank. So he, he walked up that platform. That's a platform wow. he walks Wait, up. no, 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 no. The platform, there's a platform to the left of the entrance. That's not no, it. Yeah, no. He walked up that platform, then crossed the street. Oh, but the bar had an exit. There it is. Oh, there it is. Wow. It all checks out. Look at this group of people meeting there saying, hey, look at this. Look at this. This was the scene. This is where Cocktail was shot. I bet that's what they're saying. Isn't yeah. that what these people are probably, probably. saying? Probably. They're saying this is the former site of Pat's Place. It's like three people having a conversation in front of this bar. Is, is it interesting that it, there's no signage on this place now? It's just... I Have you you've seen them in real life? Like bars that are just unmarked bars? Is it possible that this is a place they use for movies and it just gets painted to whatever set it is? That is the most reasonable theory that <laughs> so many movies take place... No, I'm pretty sure that there's this is not... <laughs> This is not a designated movie set. I mean, wouldn't it be handy to have a, a place on a corner in New York next to a subway station where that you could just use to be whatever business you want it to be? I think the overhead of holding on to it <laughs> is, is not worth no, it. No, because the, the just... capital appreciation of that land takes care of itself. But you can also run things in the meantime. I mean, it's, <laughs> it could be underused, but uh, they don't have Prop 13 there. Let's just be honest. Uh, okay, so we have, we have dug in a bit so far. It's... Let's see. How are you doing as far as your notes go? So oh, I got the, what, tons of notes. So we're talking about the subway stop. They're at the Vernon Boulevard, Jackson Avenue. Vernon Jackson. And then on the on the guy on the on the speaker, according to the according to the captioning, he says next stop Barton Boulevard. Barton Boulevard doesn't <laughs> seem to exist. Also, it is not one of the next stops. The next stop's going west because yeah. he's going east. Yeah. Next stop is Hunters Point Avenue. Yeah, sure. Hunters Point's right there. Yeah. Um, so. I don't understand, actually. Ooh, I mean, look at this. You got a view of the uh, the Empire State Building in the background here. Yeah, that's so, cool. An interesting shot. So we see that. We see him looking west down the street. Yeah. Uh, I'm telling you, this is like this is just set up to be a movie set. Manhattan. Yeah. And, but what is happening? It is being blocked with advertisements. Oh, interesting. Yeah. He is being. He is not seeing the dreams due to the messages of the of cocktails modern, and dreams. Modern capitalism. Cocktails and dreams. Absolutely, cocktails and dreams. He shows up. The first thing he sees are the glowing rectangles, prisms, rectangular prisms of the World Trade Center. Sure. Never forget. Never uh, forget. It's a symbol of 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 money. It's 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 the World Trade Center. Yeah, of course. And uh, so he's looking. So you're saying he's so capitalist minded. I mean, the movie is in, it's it's incredibly materialist. Sure. And so he can't appreciate the beauty of New York City. He's just seeing the the capitalism yeah. that it is rife with. <laughs> so this is, is it we, oh, I, okay. So the Greyhound Station, I guess, then he transfers. then he transfers. Sure. Okay. That makes sense. Makes a lot yeah. of sense. I mean, I think there really is a uh, Queens. Yeah. Yeah. This all checks out. But... I mean, I don't know if it was around back then. I mean, you just wanted to see Manhattan on the way. 
Uh, he has a duffel bag. I'd say great way, great way to travel. Okay, so here's the thing Always. about the duffel bag. We analyzed this yesterday. He has the duffel bag in his hand initially before he gets on the Greyhound. He takes it with him into the Greyhound with him. Sure. At the end of the ride, he gets out of the Greyhound, no bag, and then extracts his bag from the storage area underneath the Greyhound. Yeah, because they open that up every time he goes to an official mm -hmm. stop. You know what I would call that? You're absolutely wrong. You cannot be more wrong. Are you going to call... No, no, you are not. I, I, am, I am calling off the goof squad. <laughs> there is no goof there. Uh, no, it's... There were many pe many stops along the way. Hmm. We saw that when Mike came on, Mike the baby came on the. Uh, I think our, tra our transmitter broke. Did we both lose our right ear there? Yeah. Oh wow. Okay, so the transmitter really is having difficulties up there. Nah, nah, I think it's fine. Okay. Uh, so Mike the baby hmm. came on the bus. It went through different bus stops. Let's be honest. Here. Mikey baby. Mikey baby. Uh, yeah, yeah, went through lots of stops. You think he got off at of one of the stops and put his bag into ye old storage area? Most Greyhound stops make you get off the bus. It's like a layover in an airplane. They don't let you stay on the bus. Mm. Sometimes they do, but most times you get to get off the bus. So I think when that happened, we should be we should presume that he took his duffel bag, which he's been keeping on his person, tossed and put it right it, under that bus. Yeah, that's what people do with their luggage. Cool. Okay, so I'm, I'm on board for that explanation. <laughs> Good. Uh, this is uh, Case Issue Stanford listening to Earful of Cocktail, episode one, in which we analyze the first five minutes of the movie uh, Cocktail. So this Unless movie, you're listening on the podcast, and then it's not. And then it's not. Uh, talking about the... Uh, movie Cocktail. Talking about the movie Cocktail, talking about the uh, the money behind this. Ooh, the, follow the, the money. Always, always follow the money. What do we uh, got? Yeah, so were you looking up any of uh, this information? I don't know what you're talking about yet. So it was in production with Silver Screen Partners. Sure. This is Silver Screen Partners the third. Silver Screen Partners referred to four limited partnerships organized an alternative funding source for movies. The managing general partner for the partnerships was Silver Screen Management Incorporated. So this is Silver Screen Partners the third. Sure, a little the, shell company. The third of the fourth of the. Uh, yep. Yeah, they keep shutting them down as they yeah. as they lose money. Uh, former U.S. President George W. Bush was a member of Silver Screen Management, incorporating his board of directors from 1983 to 1993. Wow. This became part of the campaign issue over Hollywood's pervasiveness of violence, centered around Silver Screen Management Board's approval of the highly violent horror suspense film The Hitcher when Bush ran for president in 2000. Wow, man, the issues, the issues that used to be able to be a problem for you running for president. Yeah. You were on a board of a company that approved a, a scary, violent film. Hitchergate. Uh, so, which I think means who approved this movie? It was approved George by George Bush. George W. Bush. The presidential committee for the election of George Bush. It's kind of crazy to imagine W. sitting there and saying, like, I approve of cocktail. Not W. Yeah, George. Uh, oh, jo I thought that was George Bush Sr. No, George W. That's why it's George W. Okay. Not, not HW. W. Wow. W. That is pretty great. Just imagine George <laughs> W. Bush <laughs> approving. I like Hitcher. <laughs> well, I'm talking about, but he was on the board when cocktail was approved. Oh, he approved cocktail. Yeah. <gasps> that's what I okay. Now I get what you're saying. Wow. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. Huh. All right. So he's like Tom Cruise. Sure. W would it be cool too guy? much to uh, take this opening scene as basically sowing the first seeds of the American, you know, experiment in the Middle East under uh, George W. Wow. Bush? Yeah, you think he's seeing that here? Would it be Would it be crazy to try and get an interview with <laughs> George W. Bush? Absolutely not. We should. We get, let's get that set up. I mean, he's, he's just painting these days. Yeah, exactly. He's got I'm plenty sure. of time. I think we'd love to talk. About Call him up. I, we say we want to talk about cocktail. Uh, George W. Bush. At this point, he uh, was sober. He, he stopped drinking because he he drank too much, right? He, he just 
he, he did too much like uh, liquor and cocaine, and he uh, mm. he sobered up. So even though he approved the movie cocktail, uh, he, he was he was not drinking. Hmm. Yeah, I think that's true. Uh, so that's that's one of the of the producing partners here. One is the next one is uh, Interscope Communication. I've heard of Interscope. Uh, it was run. It was uh, let's see, very smart kid. Interscope Communications ran from 1982 to 2003. It was a motion picture production company founded in 1982 by Ted Field. Uh, worked a lot with it with Disney. First movie was Revenge of the Nerds. So that's oh wow. So uh, that's why Ted Field. Uh, shows up as produced by Ted Field in the beginning of the movie. He, yep. he runs Interscope. Cool. Uh, he is currently the 236th richest person in the world oh. with a uh, wealth of $1.2 billion. Okay. He has inherited the Field family fortune, uh, Marshall Field. Oh, wow. Yeah. I don't. I, Marshall Field department mm-hmm. stores. Yep. Yeah, so, those are everywhere. Yeah. That's why they call them Marshalls. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's interesting. So this, what you're telling me is this movie was made by a bunch of people who just loved cinema and this wanted to produce by the elites. <laughs> wanted to produce something that really was just art. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, six million dollar budget on this movie. That's cheap. It's actually really cheap. Uh, Tom it, Cruise was what? You think two of that? What do you think he got paid? This was early in his career. Early in his career, I still th- I think. Made 171 million dollars. Wow, that's profitable. That's an incredibly profitable movie. <laughs> uh, they should make more movies like this. They'd make a lot of money on them. Yeah. What? Uh, when? When was this in Tom Cruise's career? What has he like done before his, like, this? It's like his fourth movie or something. Okay, no. so he would have still been cheap. I mean, so the movie that made him a star, Risky yeah. Business, was 84. Oh, okay. So he's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Do they have million? Yeah, I, I, that's a good question. Uh, if you're able to look up salary on a movie, Tom Cruise salary cocktail.com. Career earnings cocktail three million dollars. So half of the uh, budget wow. went to Tom Cruise. Half okay. Three million to Tom Cruise. A million to so how when what did they did they shoot this on like handy cams? I mean, uh, Roger Donaldson, he pulled off a, a movie. I mean, because oh, there were other actors in this movie that were like, would have gotten paid something, right? Yeah. Uh, so uh, it's possible you can reach out because uh, it's, we know somebody who's worked with Roger Donaldson. Is it a dog bro? <laughs> no, uh, it's a father of, of, of a friend, uh, is, uh, is a camera operator on many uh, film and television productions. He worked with Roger Donaldson on The World's Fastest Indian. Wow. Yeah, so well, we, we can probably uh, get some uh, some gossip. That would be great. Yeah, wouldn't it be great? Uh, wouldn't it be great if we and, got gossip? And <laughs> wouldn't it be great? <laughs> and, of, and, of course, touch-tone pictures. Touch-tone pictures. Touch-tone. They, they show up in the beginning because they got that logo that swipes across. Yeah, touch-tone And was, you go, this is going to be a quality family film. Yeah, touch-tone is the adult wing of Disney pictures. When Disney released a movie that isn't like you, want, it would be weird if this was the Disney Castle thing in the movie. Wouldn't sure, it? that'd be weird. So yep. instead, we see it's Touchstone, uh, which they no longer make Touchstone uh, films, right? No, no, they don't. Just like Orion, you know, Orion and Touchstone. I feel like they're similar. Oh, it says is similar vein. Uh, no, it sounds like it's still still around. No, found in 1984. They changed up their logo. 
yeah. Yeah, good. Okay, I got notes to get through here. Okay, well, I, I, I just have a note, one final note about sure. Touchstone. Sure, sure. Uh, and the note is as follows. I need to open up the right window. Now who's not prepared? Okay, so this is Haywood Gould. They're talking about putting the movie together. Uh, Michael Eisner. This is Haywood Gould saying, I went to a meeting once, and I can guess I can tell the story, with Michael Eisner, who ran the studio, and Jeffrey Katzenberg, who was the boss, the production head. Someone mentioned that this might be a good vehicle for Tom Cruise. Eisner says, he'll never do this. Don't waste your time. He can't play this part. And then Katzenberg says, well, he's really interested in doing it. And without skipping a beat, Eisner says, he's perfect for it. A perfect fit. That's the movie business. I hate him. I love him. I love him. I hate him. Guess I just buried myself with Eisner now. Nice. So that's uh, so that's an interesting idea. They they he made like forty different drafts of the of the the movie. Haywood Gould adapted his own book, mm. and it's a very different book. I don't know if we have time to talk about Pageful in this app. Um, uh, but I mean, it's more when you think it's relevant. I think you know we've burned a lot of time in this app, so well, we could, you, I mean, there's a lot to dive into. A okay, lot to so dive well, into. What, what do you what do you got? Okay, um, uh, we got a, a the bus. You remember the name of the bus? The name of the bus? What's the name of the bus? Goes round and round. Like the number? Round and, no, no. What what brand of bus is the bus that he takes? Oh, this it ties into your whole imperialist uh, imperialist theme. Oh, is it the? It's like the. Uh, like the Americruiser or something? Americruiser is yeah. exactly what it is, yes. It's the Americruiser bus. Next to Americruiser, it has American flag with the blue uh, part on the upper right, which is very disorienting to see. It's, it's, yeah, that's cruising. Yeah. Um, okay, gets off at Vernon Jackson Station. We talked about that. Uh, we got our, our drink of the app. Is, what's it? Drink of the app? Should we take a break for drink of the app? Drink of the app. Oh, well, we will in a second. My I, last I think, thing I here. That's, uh, I think that's more of a closing thing. I Well, we got. we're getting there. My last. <laughs> we have an hour left. My... Oh, oh! I was reading. I was reading the uh, minute hand as the hour hand, and the hour hand as the minute hand. So you thought it was one thirty? <laughs> I thought it was one thirty. <clears throat> okay, it's not. Um. So, uh, uh, here, my final note here. Um, the yuppie mention. We get our first yuppie mention of the movie. Yeah. So let's read that line. That's yeah. a really interesting line. Um. Also, so it's, it's at the end of the clip. Uh, actually, you know what? Wait, let's just, should we just listen to this whole conversation between yeah, him and his uncle? Absolutely. I feel like it's pretty telling. Some good character building here. So look hey. at those ads. Uncle Pat, you better be careful. You're gonna throw that back out again. Don't worry about me. I can handle it. Yeah. So, home from the wars, huh? What is going on with your audio? <laughs> M player fails again. No, I've just got too many Google Maps. M player fails oh. again. Now my computer's just overextended. Is this, are we, is the... Okay, so now here's the sink. Is the sink in jeopardy here? The sink is in jeopardy. Well, you've been... I'm way ahead now, because my computer's playing solidly. Well, I got like 80 tabs open. You might have changed a lot, but they should have beat the wise guy out of you. Not a chance of that. I saved the apartment for you. Sold that to a couple of yuppies. They loved your mother's furniture. Okay, so... Okay, so the apartment is sublet to a couple of yuppies. They loved his mother's furniture. He saved the apartment for him. So this is an apartment that Tom Cruise apparently grew up in mm-hmm. at some point. He, his, his mother likely dies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and his his uncle uh, gets, gets the apartment. Uh, and saved all the furniture. The, they and the it. yuppies love that furniture. They said, "Okay, next line is they said it was quaint." This is from next app. We need to. It's better to discuss now. They said it was quaint, and Tom Cruise says back, Brian Flanagan, that is, 
I still remember the day they came to repossess it. <laughs> so, so wait, what? Okay. They came to repossess the So it must have been his mom somehow fended them off from repossessing the furniture? Apparently. Or he did? Apparently. So his mom dies. They come to repossess, and she's got no, some outstanding I, debts. I, I imagine this might be when they were alive. You think? Yeah. I think it's his mom dies with outstanding debts. I think they I think they came okay. to reassess. And, and they, They're alive. And, and they they don't have much money. We're motivating Tom Cruise's desire. I mean, Brian he, Flanagan's he, desire for money. He came from modest means. Came from modest means. Uh, furniture was in threat, uh, threatening repossession. At some point. At some I, point. And I, he I, must have fended him off somehow, or his mother did. I hear that you've used a gun and then aim at the repo people. That works. Really? That's what. Yeah, that's what I recommend. If, uh, just huh. always threaten violence. Because they can't come onto your. If they come onto your property, they're trespassing. And you have to uh, write down that you're a sovereign citizen, <laughs> and then they can't take your your property. That's, yeah. Is that? I mean, do they? It's. Do they? If they come onto your property without permission to take your stuff, are they not tres? Are they not trespassing in a way where in some states you can shoot them? I'm sure, yeah. I mean, it's not fun to be a Repo Man. Unless you're in the movie Repo Man. No, I mean, like, it's the movie's, uh, it shows the travails. He has a great time in that movie. Have you um, seen the movie? No. I didn't think you did. Uh, <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, so does that, so you, interesting. Then yeah. why, why, then, <coughs> or is, rep- is repossession covered under some, like, exception well, we'll get to, to property lawyer. laws? I think people just... They go in, they take it, they leave. But I think if you attack somebody, I don't know if stand your ground. Let's look up stand your ground law. Stand your ground re- repo men. Um, I mean, at some point, I guess if, if your property, if it's actually lean against your property, then at some point you start like losing your property rights. And so at that point, I would assume... Okay, top things. Yeah. A uh, man shot while trying to prevent car repossession. Murder charge stands and shooting death of Rembert repo man. Man claims self-defense after heating Repo Man with bat. Yeah, but this this is a car. We want we want a house, something in a house. Um, they got to come onto his property. Get just just the cars. That's that's not enough. That's just seizing property in public. Yeah, uh, stand your ground. It's well, we'll figure it out. I mean, I I think the idea is people who are Repo Man they often break a lot of laws because they need to get the they need to repossess the property. It's their property, actually. It's not the person's property. Sure. It's like if you if I steal. Yeah, but it, you you still can't trespass on someone else's property to reclaim your own property that was stolen by them. I think you can. That's the idea. I don't if, think you can. If you have like a juicy apple. Yeah. And I steal it from you. Yes. And then put it on my front lawn. Yeah. You can pick your. I don't apple. know that I can. I think you can. I mean, I can certainly sue you for taking my apple. Uh. Okay. This is according to. FloridaConcealedCarry.com. Great okay, website. Good. I'm sure this has great info. Uh, I-I-N-M. Uh, I don't know what that stands for. <laughs> Do you know what I-I-N-M if stands for? If I know my rights. Uh, if I'm not mistaken. Ah, okay. Uh, this is a very poor example of using the stand your ground law as a legal defense. I-I-N-M. Repo men in Florida actually have a legal duty to retreat when confronted by a vehicle owner. Oh, there you go. Wow. A legal duty to retreat? They actually uh, have to? Thanks for posting the story. I've not heard that before. I agree. The guy should get in trouble. There is no reason for using deadly force based on what is written. Hey. He arrived on the scene wearing a bulletproof vest, a concealed weapons badge around his neck, and a firearm with a laser beam strapped to his waist. A laser beam? 
Yeah. Oh, a firearm with a... Okay. I thought it was a firearm and a laser beam. Just a laser gun. <laughs> Just one of those one of those Star Trek laser guns. Yeah. Uh, here is scbankruptcyattorney.com with an article called Don't Shoot the Repo Man. Oh, that's a great article. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Shooting the Repo Man is not only a serious crime, it's also unnecessary. Do some search about Repo Man and shootings. You'll find out this is a real problem. You may come across an In Killing Repo Man... M-Player strikes again by covering up what you're trying to read. correct, though. This is the correct behavior. Another Repo Man shot in Texas, or even Repo Man killed one more shot in St. Augustine. In fact, it turns out this is a problem for Repo Man everywhere, especially in Texas where it's pretty much legal to shoot anyone who gets in your nerves. Who is Repo Man? The Repo Man is just trying to learn a living. He might have a wife and a 10-year-old son he wants to come home to. Something you have to understand. It's not his fault you have to make your payments. The Repo Man can't breach the peace to repossess a vehicle. So here's here's me. Me stuff. Uh, can't breach the peace. He cannot, quote-unquote, breach the peace to repossess the vehicle. He can't threaten you with a gun or break into your garage. Hint, keep your car locked up if you don't want to take it. This will buy you some time to explore other options like Chapter 13 Bankruptcy. Uh, you can't breach the peace either. Shooting the Repo Man is a crime in most places, certainly in South Carolina. Uh, don't even think about it. It's a car, not your challenge. It's not worth it. The world's a washing cars. You can get another, no matter how bad your credit may be. And again, the repo man is just a guy doing his job. With the Chapter 13 bankruptcy, you can stop the repossession and do some things to make the car much more affordable. So there you go. Okay. So, uh, just remember, don't shoot the repo man. Don't shoot the repo man. Okay. Very good. Okay. Um, so that's... That's why were, our... Why were we talking... Oh, because the... Because the, her furniture. furniture... His mother's furniture was repossessed. Sure. So. Um, cool. Okay. Uh, is that... How are we doing? Yeah. Uh, uh, Brian Flanagan, he's very cocksure. He's very cocky. Is that what cocktail... Cocktail. Yeah, sure. Brian Flanagan, yeah, he's a cocktail. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's hot-dogging it. Yeah. Is Brian Flanagan... Brian Flanagan. I feel like that's... An Irish name. It is an Irish name. But it's the sort... It's like... It doesn't feel true to the character. I don't know. Well, like, well, you've got the name Tom Cruise. I, t- I think Tom Cruise is a much better name for this character than Brian Flanagan. Yes. What is this? Brian Flanagan sounds like like a like a schmuck, you know? What was his like real a, name? Like, you know, just relaxing, oh, yeah. nothing much to, you know, not trying to get ahead, whatever, you know? Uh, Tom Cruise, real Tom name? Tom Cruise sounds like action. Tom Cruise, Mapother. Is that his actual name? Tom Cruise Mapother the Fourth. See, Tom Mapother also does not sound appropriate for this character. Thomas Cruise Mapother the Fourth. That does not. No, but Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. See, I think what I guess I'm saying is this character should have had a more action-packed name. Um. Yeah, maybe. I mean, he he, you know gets up to a lot of action. But the movie is about him overcoming his tawdry, down-to-earth roots. Okay. And I think it's like the name Flanagan. That's a working Irish name. It's yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um. So, okay, well, what, 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 you have more stuff here? Nope, those we, are all my notes. Wow, a lot, a lot. Okay, so we can do a closer reading of, uh, of Wild Again uh, to talk about some of the uh, some of what the what the song signifies. Sure. A, di- a diamond sun cuts down a frozen winter sky. That's what we see in the first scene. We see basically uh, winter pastoral scenes. We, we see a, a, a progress in the first scene from man in his natural element the woods mm. and going into its own construction yeah absolutely they, they do start in the middle of nowhere and they go into a city yeah, yeah. yep uh, a diamond sun cuts down a frozen winter sky I'd say it's actually autumn in the movie but for sure 
as the world and I go screaming into the phantom night. Um, I'm not sure I really... Don't know about that part. It doesn't matter where it leads. Sure. I got nowhere left to go. Yep, that's true. Uh, wait, wait th- those are contradictory. No, they're not. They're not. They're not contradictory any, statements, but they don't apply to Tom Cruise. He does have one place to go. If there's any chance at all, it's somewhere down this road. Not bad. Yeah. No, I mean, he's 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 being driven by his ambitions. It's an ambition. And by song. the Greyhound bus. To be wild again. No to one. To be wild again. No one's child again. That's true. He's definitely no one's child because his parents seem to be dead. It seems that way. Yeah, I want to see those eyes in the mirror full of fire again. Oh, to be wild again. So it's, it's interesting. The song is written by someone who is not wild and is actually just kind of wishing they had ambition. Um, yes. It's, 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 a, it's a look of someone who's lost hope saying, man, if I only had that spark again. Sure. It's brutal. Uh, the fading light is cold on the shoulders of the trees. Oh, the star wind blows right through me, and I never felt so free. Oh, there had to be a crossroad, a place to draw the line, and it came down to the question, is this life I'm living mine? So that's one of the two questions the song poses. What were you paying attention to? I was lost to? in the Tom Cruise interchange. <laughs> Well, uh, we could we we could uh, table this, but uh, let's just get this done. We, sure. Uh, it came down to the quiz. <laughs> I didn't know there was going to be a quiz at the end. Well, I mean, I think w- the quiz is: Have we cracked the movie? That is the quiz. <laughs> it came down to the question: Is this life I'm living mine? You think that applies to his life, current life, or the life he is looking to get into? Well, I think the song is about a person who has reached a point in their life that they aren't living their own life. Sure. They, and they want to be wild again. They want to return to their like roots they're and to very, nature. They're and, someone's child. They're, they're basically... Sure. They, they, are, they, are, they are no longer a rugged individual. Yes. They are instead... So it's about striking out and being individualistic, which is certainly what Brian Flanagan is looking to do. Sure. But it's, it's a person who realizes they can't do that. Well, and, he can't without help. Uh, had to be wild again, no one's child again. I want to live every minute so hard I wear it thin. I want to find the edge, risk all to win. I want to see those eyes in the mirror full of fire again. I want to be wild again. There has to be a crossroad, a place to draw the line that comes down to the question, what is theirs and what is mine? So in the context of the song, it seems to be less materialistic and more about... Uh, you know, is this my life? Is do yeah. I own my own life? Sure. And what? So what is theirs but and what the, is mine is not a. But the way it's used in the movie, I think it's much clearer that it is about his is is just raw greed. Yes, that's what it's in about. New York City. He, yes, he wants he wants to go make money. Uh, wild again. He wants was, to be wild again and make money. Was released as a single. It was a bonus track on the uh, album they put on afterwards. This is the first. Uh, this is the first uh, release with Starship after Grace Slick left. Hmm. Uh, so this was just everyone else in Starship. Wild again uh, hit number seventy-three in the charts. Hmm. Yeah. So there you go. Okay. That's uh, that's that's wild again. Okay. okay so what were, what were you you were lost in in watching that conversation? I was well, no, I was trying. I was thinking more about um, the uh, just it, how the the wild again maps to the arc of Tom Cruise. Um. Coming back to it, so he's coming back to his uncle. Sure. His uncle is saying you've changed. Yeah. 
Uh, he became wild again. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but 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 it's unclear because it's like so he's changed in a way that he's now super greedy. I think that's I think that's it. That's that's, that's why he said yeah. Great. Okay. What happened Mystery to? Solved. He used to be a nice guy, and then he comes back. Yeah, and he's and he's now he's very money motivated. But and people love that because he's he knows yeah, what in he New wants. York City it plays very well. Yeah, he, when he goes to New York City, he sees a few things as he goes down the street. Uh, yes, he well, sees from, from afar a lady walking a lot of dogs. He sees a dog walker walking many dogs. Uh, do, we, yes. do, do you count how many dogs? They might be her own dogs. I don't know if that's a dog walker. I just figured those were all her own dogs. No, that's obviously a dog walker. <laughs> you think? Uh, I was I was speaking this last week to a. Uh, you see a lot of lot of traffic. Sure, uh, it is New York. So yeah, I mean that's it signifies. It's interesting that New York traffic has not, not gotten that much worse since not the eighties. Own she might own a lot of dogs. dogs. She might. Most of which are know. very large. You never know. And uh, this other person's, I guess, picking up that dog's poop, and Tom Cruise looks at that. Uh, Brian Flanagan looks at that and goes, "Ha, yeah, ha." Poop. There's a moral in that, uh, which is okay. So the first one, dog walker. Yeah, he's seeing all these people attached to these dogs, and he's saying, "I don't want any of that baggage." Well, here's the I don't thing. want to. I don't want to deal with having to take care of a dog. Is there a moral? I want to be wild again. That the woman is walking fifteen large dogs. Sure. And doesn't worry about feces. And then one man walking one measly dog is and way he, into it. Yeah. No. And he's like, and he is the one picking up the feces. Sure. Is that the idea? Is like, if you make it big, you don't worry about that. Sure. <laughs> yes, I think that's but, exactly but what they were thinking. But if you're a small time operator, just uh-huh. a one dog kind of guy. You're, yes. It's, it's then just, you're you're stuck. You're stuck. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. wants to be the person with all the dogs. I think that's clearly what he's saying. He's saying, I'm not gonna have one dog, that, and feces. I'm gonna have 15 dogs that do not produce extra. Right, one more time, this conversation. You better be careful. You're gonna throw that back out again. Don't worry about me. I can handle it. Yeah. So, home from the wars, huh? <laughs> How you doing? Oh, I'm doing fine. Servicing all the widows in the neighborhood now. <laughs> Same old Uncle Pat. Flat beer from rusty pipes. If you only knew how I missed it. You might have changed a lot, but they should have beat the wise guy out of you. Not a chance of that. I saved the apartment for you. Sell that to a couple of yuppies. They loved your mother's furniture. Okay. So some interesting things there. Sure. Uh, servicing all the widows in the neighborhood. Yeah, I is mean. what he says he's doing. Sure. I, I think he's joking a bit. Sure. I. I okay. You, no. so what else? Uh, and then um, Tom Cruise uh, be doing the thing that we talked about earlier. That he, the same thing he did when he got on the bus, right? Is that he's being overly formal. He's a wise guy. He's he's a weird kind of wise guy. He's being overly formal as a kind of a joke, but also as a I don't know that he knows how to deliver a line authentically. He, I mean, he is not his his performance right now is the opposite of Ernest. Yes. It's it's the exact opposite of what Jim Barney did in all his movies. Uh, is that is that is do you play someone named Ernest? What's the, yes, yes. Okay. All right. Ernest. You need, you need to watch the Goes West. Ernest goes to camp. Ernest saves yeah. Christmas. Ernest, I was close. Ernest goes west. I was very close. Ernest goes to jail. I was very close to Ernest goes west. Ernest scared stupid. Okay. Ernest, Ernest rides again. I just want to point out. I was slammed on Ernest. Ernest rides again. <laughs> That's <laughs> very true. Ernest rides again. I, I, I had a class uh, taught by the screenwriter of Ernest rides again. Rides again. Yeah. Uh, and through the fire, dun, dun, dun. absolutely, absolutely, uh, yeah. So, 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 
Uh, no, no, there's no earnestness in, in his uh, in his delivery. No. It, it's he comes through. He is someone who he has friends, but these are his army friends. They are having fun. He will never talk to them again. No, 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 no. And the, and that's the thing. Why are they fighting so hard? Because is it is it just the right thing to do? Yeah, they're looking it's out the wrong thing to do. They're looking out for an old pal in the army. Sure. Uh, is that what? It's a line from White Christmas. But. I kind of imagine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, but they they show there's so much of this kind of you know brotherhood and camaraderie. Sure. A lot of physical touching everywhere. So that's this. what they do in the army. I mean, you notice this? You see them all hitting each other. Yeah. This one army guy, he slaps the side of the bus. Yeah, I know. It's this is like watching gorillas. I mean, imagine if you're making, like, uh, Lady Ghostbusters, Lady Cocktail. Sure. Would the women be touching each other this much, slapping each other on the back, bear hugs, slapping the... Maybe. I mean, I think this movie, it, it's 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 about masculinity in the 80s. It's just like cocktail, Convoy was about masculinity in the 70s. I think that's absolutely the, the right. conclusion we, we sure know how to pick them. Yeah. I mean, the movie is... Just look at this. It's about men trying to show their place in the in the picking order. It is definitely about that, Yes. I also this. It's it's got a it's got a weird definition of the pecking order though. Could you even imagine the scene with Mike the baby if Mike was a girl? Would it the read, baby? Yeah, would it read the same? Or is the fact that he is showing we are men? We go yeah, out he's, there. He's saying, "Hey, Mike." Yeah, I. I yeah, get, I'm gonna show you how to be a man one day. It's like he's saying, "Hey, Mike, I get you. We both have penises." Yeah. Look at New York City. I'm gonna own that. Your mom doesn't understand. She Mike. doesn't understand. Like, and that's the thing. Can you imagine that he, the entire ride, was like a woman? I'm not talking to her, but he talks to Mike. I, I mean, yes. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a great scene where he's just blowing her off and only agreeing what, to a, talk a to baby? Th- oh, the oh, the mother. The mother. He never talks to her. No, but he's, he's 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 friendly enough to the mother. He never talks to her. He only talks to he Mike. He Smiles at her. I I think that I. Oh, I mean, Mike's the icebreaker. Sure. I mean, yeah, you don't strike up a conversation with a random stranger on a bus, but you do strike up a conversation with a stranger with a baby because it's like, yeah. oh, cute baby. So then he talks about basically the virility of his uncle. His uncle sure. is lugging out a gigantic trash can. Yeah. Oh, and is that what he's doing? I thought he was repairing that car. No, no, he's he's <laughs> he's dragging out. Oh, listen to this. What are they saying? Captain says Barton Boulevard. What do you hear? Barton Boulevard, but maybe you primed me for it, it so who, know, who e- really knows? It doesn't exist. What is going on there? It's weird. doesn't exist. Uh, so, yeah, here's his uncle taking out the trash. Gigantic trash can. <laughs> yeah, it is a huge trash can. Well, he is. He has a bar. That bar generates a lot of trash. Don't worry about me. I can handle it. Yeah. So- so is this like is this kept in an alley usually? And then he like puts his trash, and then once a week he drags his trash can out to the curb. Is that what's going on here? Because um, it's a gigantic trash can. I mean, yeah, that's what he, his bar generates a lot of trash. And that's before trash cans had wheels, so he was constantly yeah. he's doing this weird kind of twisting motion to, to roll. Good it thing out. he's so strong. And he's he says you're going to throw out your back again. Is that what he says? Throw out your back again. <laughs> <laughs> Throw at your back again. Yeah, so, uh, Uncle Pat, you better be careful. You're going to throw out that back out again. Throw that back You're out. Throw out that back again. Out again. Uh, so, I mean, the thing is, he is a young man with a healthy back. His uncle is breaking down. Young man. Young man. With the healthy back, I said young man. Very good. 
Um, and and but his uncle is saying, "I am still a man. I am still virile. I am in fact, uh, I am in fact using my sexual energy on all the widows in the neighborhood." Sure. And he's almost certainly lying. You don't. You never know with Uncle Pat. I think it means that like one widow in the neighborhood makes eyes at him occasionally because she's he's being like, nice. I got this on a lot. Exa- exactly. Yeah. I mean, I think his uncle. Let's be honest. He's a wreck. I don't think he's a wreck. He's got a bar. He keeps up that bar. Do you see how he's like? Look how helpless he is when he's putting out that trash. <laughs> like that is. That's it, a way to introduce him. Is him just doing, just really an ineffective job. At, at bringing out a trash can. Sure. And then his bar and, is not in the best shape, as we learned from the line, flat beer from rusty pipes. Flat beer from rusty pipes. So it sounds like his bar is not like, well, at least, I mean, according to, you know, smart-ass Tom Cruise or yeah. Brian Flanagan, uh, it's his bar is not in the best shape. But he just, but. he assumes that the, <laughs> he assumes the world owes him success. He says, here's a bus I do not deserve to be on. Let's stop it and put me on that bus. And, sure, and he's gonna. Own That's what this movie's all about. Absolutely, is him, just, is him feeling like he deserves success. Absolutely, I'm just yeah. just, just noting that. Okay. Um, also, uh, a question. Well, let's just watch this for a moment. Uh, yeah, what uh, do you think he saw any action in the mil- in the army? Uh, I highly doubt it. So in this in this thing, if this is actually takes place canonically in October 1987, uh, there was stuff happening. I'm looking up timeline of United States military operations. Sure. Uh, so Korea. How many years do you think he was in the army? Uh, four. Four? Like, do you think it was basically a replacement for education? Well, it's clear he doesn't have a college education because, he, as we'll see later in the movie. Yeah, he he, he left high school. So like, he left high school, did, did four years in the army, and came back. The, I think he didn't have the means. Did not have the means for college. Yeah. That's we can assume that. Yeah. Uh, was there, did not have the talent to get a scholarship. Didn't seem like he did. Uh, so, Granada, 1983. Oh, you think you went... Oh, we talked about this. You think you went to Granada? Possibly. Um, let's see. Honduras, So, his, his uncle says back from the wars, but that may also be no, joking. No, that's just... That's just yeah. yeah. So, there's a lot of facetiousness. Yeah, yeah. Okay. No one no one talks honestly in this movie. Let's be clear. <laughs> Look at that. You see that city out there, kid? So is Mike a smart kid? You and me. Tom Cruise, Brad Flanagan thinks he is. What do you think of that? So he points at the towers and points at him. Smart kid. That's such a smart kid. Hmm. What a smart kid. Just like Tom Cruise. Just like Brad Flanagan. Yeah, absolutely. I gotta stop saying Tom Cruise and start saying Brad Flanagan. Yeah, he's always said Chris Christopherson a lot, but more than that, we said Duck. We did. We said Duck a lot more. It took us a while though. Yeah. I mean, look at that. We, we had a, we, our protagonist last movie had a name that did not befit him. Martin Penwald. Yeah. And here we got Brian Flanagan. Okay, Brian that's Flanagan. fair. That's fair. He needs an alternative name. Does he get an alternative name? Yeah, he's called Johnny Cocktail. No, he's not. That's. Did you watch this movie? Several times. Uh, can you plug this in over there? I thought, Is he called Johnny Cocktail? Yeah, that's... that's the When he sees Coughlin, he says, Boy, I'm going to give you a new name. From this point on, you're Johnny Cocktail. Famous scene. Uh, Chad, Persian Gulf, Johnny Cocktail or Johnny Cocktail? Johnny Cocktail. Oh, Johnny Cockatoo Cocktail? Johnny Cockatoo Cocktail. Johnny, in parentheses, Cochran. Johnny Cochran. Cockatoo Cocktail. Okay, so uh, should we take a moment to design a cocktail? I think we've taken a Yes. Okay, so this, we are, every episode we are doing the (laughs) drink of the app. I keep forgetting the name of that segment. Drink of the app. So we're going to do, this is 
this is. This is drink. Is this really? Over the app. No, is this really? This is okay. drink of the up. Great. So this, I don't. I do not know if I approve of this. We do not endorse Barbasol or any related shaving products. No, you need to be doing better than this. No. This is this is drink of the up. That's not happening. Uh, I don't. It was in this folder, so I went with it. Uh, let's let's try. Let's try. Oh, I found it. Never mind. Okay. okay. No, we cannot this play is, this in the background. This is drink of the app. We have a thing full of stingers. Play some of the stingers. If you're going to do any of this, you have to prepare it ahead of time, which you failed to do. Look, I've got them all right here. I don't know what you're talking about. Just play some of the stingers. I, don't, I lost. I don't know where the stingers went. You're M player, man. I know it's my Chrome. I have like 50 tabs open. Not good to have. We'll close some tabs. Okay, we'll close some tabs. Uh, okay, here we go. This is. Uh, what is it called? Drink of the app. This is drink of the app. Drink of the app. <laughs> Oops. Great. <laughs> Great. One more chance. One more mulligan. Okay. All right. One more. One, okay. Scrap that. I think that's the only inappropriate thing in this game. <laughs> yeah. All the rest of these are great. Uh, okay. Oh, ooh, let's try this one. I've never done this one before. All right. This is Drink of the App. Still working out some kinks on this program. Drink of the App. Drink of the App. Drink of the App. Drink of the up to you. All right. This episode's drink is uh, flat beer from Rusty Pipes. Well, no, I, so, so the idea of drink of the up is that we yes. both have to we've designed a cocktail. Sure. Actually, one rule yeah. must be a cocktail. Yes. Two, has to relate to the episode. Has to relate to the episode. Ideally, has to be a thing they drink in the episode. Not necessarily. Yes. It, it, it has to thematically match it. Okay. But I think it has to be a thing they drink in the episode. So I'll say this. I'd say... This is, I think, a excellent ingredient. I think we should, we should definitely take into account flat beer from Rusty Pipes. Yes. Uh, but I'll say this, there's more of this. I'd say it needs to be added with something, and I think I know uh, what it should be. Okay. So early in the scene, we see the kind of deep, you know, mossy, earthy uh, scenes that set in North sure, Dakota. Sure, in North Dakota. <laughs> set canonically in North Dakota. Canonically. Uh, and the question is... You know, how do you capture that kind of grassy, you know, the, the kind of rich wheatgrass? I'll just say this. There's only one spirit which I think captures perfectly. Falernum. No. Pachin. Absolutely. No, God, no. Yeah, so Pachin. You're going to mix Pachin and beer? Is that what's going to happen here? Yeah, so flat beer from Rusty Pipes and Pachin. I think those are... <laughs> I mean, it is Irish. It's also this. Pachin, I think, is an excellent introduction. We see... Out of the Irish roots of our hero, I don't know Brian that we Flanagan, can, I, I, I mean, and out of his roots from the hills of North Dakota, where he where he emerged from the army. I think I think we we I think you have to have this. Pachin 
is basically it's the A that he comes from at the beginning of the alphabet all the way we fall into Z. As our famous Pachin theme starts song, with P. No, I'm saying, but it's it's beginning. It's his origin story. Pachin is it's it's basically. I see. Yeah. Okay. It, it's a story of how he, uh, where he starts in the rich grassy fields in North Dakota. It's from his Irish roots, the old Blarney, as they, as they say. I don't recommend uh, well, drinking pachin in any form. Well, I'll just say this: I think I think the the question is not should it have pachin. Answer: It must have pachin. The manager: How do you make this work? What do we add to this cocktail? So pachin and flat beer from and also pipes. if you're in Ireland, by the way, we apologize because you will not be able to get pachin because it's legal there. It is banned in Ireland. <laughs> it is only for export. Yeah, because people in Ireland they drink it. <laughs> And they, they just they go get, crazy. They go crazy. Yeah, they go crazy. It's like kissing the Blarney Stone. People do it and they just and die. And they, they die immediately, yeah. If you're Irish, that's how that's how they tell if you're Irish or not. If you're a tourist, yeah, go and kiss it. But if you're if you are true Irish blood. Oh laddie. Oh laddie. No, I mean it's 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 game over, baby. Uh okay, so how, what what's the what's the ratio? I'd say I'd say ounce and a half of potching. <laughs> no. I'd say zero ounces pachin. Well, we have to get consensus. Okay, let's, let's round. We can we can average between those. So we'll say one point four ounces. Pachin. Three quarters of an ounce pachin. No, it's okay. Ounce and a, ounce and a quarter. An ounce. An ounce of pachin. Ounce and a quarter. In a gallon of beer. <laughs> no, it's a cocktail. It needs to be a short drink. Five gallons of beer. <laughs> it needs to be a short drink. So okay. Okay, a pint of beer. That's a tall drink. No. These are cocktails. Oh, Maybe short drinks. Fine. Uh, how about uh, three ounces beer, flat beer, run through rusty pipes. Okay, I'd say I'll, I'll agree on two ounces beer if it's an ounce and a quarter of pachin. I think that's a good ratio. I would say two ounces beer to an ounce of pachin. You know what? It's so bad already. Whatever. Whatever you want. Okay, good. So 1.25 <laughs> ounces pachin, uh, and then we have... Two ounces beer, uh, flat beer from Rusty Pipes. Uh, so, are you saying this can be prepared in the uh, in the bar? Is you can actually run it through Rusty Pipe? Ideally, is is this something that's really considered safe? R- uh, delivering beer through Rusty Pipes? Yeah. No. Okay. Uh, I mean, generally you would use stainless steel pipes, and then they would not rust. Yeah, but that's not what it's like in uh, Pat's Caviar. Pat's Caviar. <laughs> Okay, okay. So uh, what, two ounces how, flat beer through rusty pipes, one point two five ounces pachin. What do you? But what else accentuates this? I think you orange have to, juice. Okay, I think you need to embody the kind of glimmer and and, and dreams of wealth here. Fine. Um, and I would say, what about? And it needs to sweeten this drink too. Passion is, fruit juice, point two five ounces of uh, Campari. Uh, no, it'll make it really red. It would make it really red. I was going to say uh, Cointreau. I don't know. Okay. Well, I'd say this it's, is going to be terrible. Well, no. What about Grand Marnier? This is still going to be terrible. Okay, but you, you think passion fruit? You think a juice would be good here? No, I don't think anything would be good. Well, I don't do think this is it? redeemable because you were mixing beer and pachin. It's going to be. It's it's going to be uh, irregular. Yes. Okay. That it will be. So we need a sweetener here. We have we have a spirit base. We actually have two. Spirit I mean, bases. your best bet is probably just simple sugar because it uh, what, are, what are grenadine? Yeah, grenadine's fine. Grenadine grenadine makes everything let everything more palatable. 
Yeah, I think uh, it, I think it needs it. Okay. So the the a quarter ounce of, or three quarters of an ounce? What does that uh, say? Okay, let's say 0.5. 0.5. We're posting all these on the website, right? Yeah, it's already on. Good. Uh, we got to talk about all the web properties too later. We will. We will. Okay. Uh, 0.5 ounces grenadine. Anything else? Do you think half this- ounce grenadine, one and a quarter ounce pochine, two ounces flat beer through rusty pipes, and then you garnish it with. Uh, I'd say you garnish um, it with, with a nickel. Uh, garnish it with a nickel. Garnish with a nickel. This, no, because that's that, that's actually undrinkable. Um, you garnish it with. What, what about like a you you take a dollar bill and then you nope. you roll it up and put an olive through. Nope. It. No. Uh, I think an olive would be pretty funny in that in that concoction, but uh, I think there has to be some sort of, of money of, related. Yeah. Well, just what about just green related? What about you know? What I about mean, World like, Trade Center related? W- nope. How about a uh, lime? Uh, lime How about a lime, not a lime wedge, a lime uh, uh, core, a lime cylinder. Oh, a, uh, just, you, you, the, the, just the, the skin. No, in, no, no, in, no. In a, in a twist. You drill down in a in in a in a basically vertical tube. Yeah. Into the lime, and you extract a cylinder of lime. Okay. Okay. Do that twice. Sure. Wrap them around each other. In, in a dollar sign. <laughs> yes. Okay, so then you 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 make a dollar. Is this doable? Dollar sign out of lime. Dollar a, a sign. A lime dollar sign. Out how of about limes. just how about just a lime rind that you carve a dollar sign into? I think that's 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 more practical. You take carve a you take into you take a lime rind. You take a half lime lime. You take a half lime. Yeah. You carve it out. Yeah. You carve a dollar sign into the rind. Sure. Plonk it in. Uh, served. I'd say cold. Served on the rocks. Yes. Okay, on the rocks. And definitely not shaken. Uh, old fashioned glass? You got, you got beer in there. Yeah. Old fashioned um, glass? Uh, yes. Okay, good. Double old fashioned glass. Double old fashioned. Okay, so and let's let's name it. What, what is this one going to be named? This is called the Flanagan. Uh, do we really want to use that? This is called this early? The, the Uncle Pat. The Uncle the Pat. Uncle Pat. Yeah. Oh, sure. Okay. The Uncle Pat. What about Pat's Cavion? No. <laughs> That's a good name, though. How about Pat's Place? What about Pat's Cavion? No. No one knows what a Cavion is. I think the Uncle Pat. The Uncle Pat sounds it's like an actual. What we want is we want these to look like actual drink names. Sure. But not ones that have been used before. So that if it ever shows up in a cocktail menu of some sort, the next old Boston. Yes, like someone someone syndicates this in some other cocktail recipe site. Sure. We will know it came from us. Yeah, they call it a uh, a mountain weasel. A mountain weasel. Mount weasel. Yeah. 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 One of those where you put a fake thing in, but these aren't fake. These are real. Yeah, they're very real. Yeah. Real as death. Okay. okay, so that's... The, the Uncle Pat. I like the Uncle, Uncle Pat. Pat. Okay, sure. Okay, okay. so we'll put this one, on one and a quarter ounce pochine, two ounces... We're never using pochine again, by the way, now that you burned it on the first episode. Absolutely. I think it's... Okay. Because it represents the the rich, grassy flavor sure. of North of, Dakota of his, Hills. Of his, where he came from. Two ounce flat beer through rusty pipes, half an ounce of grenadine, garnish with a dollar sign, uh, or, well, serve in an old-fashioned glass on the rocks... And garnish with a with a half lime with a dollar sign carved into it. But only this, only the, the rind. Only mm-hmm. the, carved into the rind. Sure. Yep, that's the Uncle Pat. Wow. So that, that was has been drink of the app. Drink of the app. Is there sadness in this episode where like like the protagonist of the Wild Begin song? 
do we see Brian Flanagan as being essentially full of doubt and he's actually so cocksure to hide his own insecurities? Uh, is, should that, is, that, is, yes. that the, is that the right reading of, of Brian Flanagan? Yes. I think so. I think you, if there's one way to describe Brian Flanagan this, I think it would be scared. Slow down. Slow down. Slow down. He's scared. I would say he absolutely is scared. It's a great line. Absolutely. Okay. We uh, we got a little time left. We need to talk about um, uh, our web properties. Sure. And then we need to do flare in the air. We do. We yes. Do those two things. Okay. So here's the deal with our web properties. So you may be, you may have been, uh, actually, let's just roll. We, we prepared. These aren't your grandpa's web properties. These aren't your grandpa's web properties. We have prepared an outro. Which we are going to play for you. Now? <laughs> oh, it's opening in iTunes. No. Uh, okay. We have prepared an outro for you that uh, will explain our web properties. And you let is, us know. Is iTunes running right now? N- not anymore, it isn't. Good. Oh, is it needed for the... Uh... Well, yeah. it's needed. Well, <laughs> you can go to Spotbox press stop on it. I've, I've fixed it. Good. Okay. Here we go. Here's our, here's our, this will explain everything there is about the Earful websites. You've been listening to an episode of An Earful of Cocktail. You can contact us where? Online? Online. No, this is the, this is the bad version. Play the version for today. That, that was not a great version. You have it on your phone, right? I li- what I like about that, though, is the Prominence Poker soundtrack in the background. Okay, uh, good. Okay, here we go. Here's, here's today's version, slightly sure. improved. You've been listening to an episode of An Ear Full of Cocktail. You can contact us at the email address. We need to research this first. I don't know. Uh, earful staff at earfulofcocktail.com. You can visit us on the web at. I, I need to research. Earfulofcocktail.com. You can find us on Twitter at. I'm, I'm not prepared for this. At earfulofcocktail? Is that the one? Uh, earful of. At earful of. It's new. At earful of. And you can uh, LO us at Earful of Convoy. Of Convoy. And you can Mitomo us at uh, Convoy. Convoy. Thank you. So that's 40 seconds. We can get that down to uh, 10. It's long. I would say it's very long. We we can get that down to 10. It doesn't need to be that long. Let's get it down to 10. (laughs) Okay. Well, let's try it right now. You've been listening to an episode of An Earful of Cocktail. You can visit us online at earfulofcocktail.com. You can visit us on Twitter at earfulof. You can visit us on the LO at earfulofconvoy. You can email us staff at earfulofcocktail.com. Hey. Good timing. Good. Was that 10 seconds? Uh, on the nose. Nice. Yeah. Okay, great, great. Okay, so, that's, so what you'll notice there is a few things there that are worth noticing. One is we've changed our Twitter handle. What isn't worth noticing? Everything. We've changed our Twitter handle. It is no longer at Earful of Cocktail. It is now at Earful of. Earful of. We're genericizing it. We're, we're, we're reaching our empire. By the way, you notice the we street We are was, founding the Earful of Empire. The street, uh, it's still brick, brick streets, cobblestone. It's wild again. It's a wild again There street. are some streets in New York that are still brick cobble, or still cobblestone. It's interesting. Like even yeah. at like Chelsea Market area, there are streets that are cobblestone. Absolutely. By, by the way, I just want to show off something really I'm, I'm very uh, happy with, and I need to visit. Let's, let's check the street view, though. Is it cobblestone in the street view? No, it is not cobblestone in the street view. So they have paved over it since the 80s. So you see this street right here? Sure. Our listeners can see it, too, I'm sure. Yeah. 
this street that goes by a post office. Yeah. Molino Street. In wow, that's amazing. Uh, okay, so yeah, so things to notice. Um, Earfulofcocktail.com is a new website which is available on the internet, uh, now available over HTTPS. So please check your certificate, make sure it yep. matches ours. Yep, check that out. Uh, you get a secure connection. If you, do, if you don't get a secure connection, something's wrong. There's someone uh, someone trying to, you know, steal your steal your communications with us. We had a lot so. of trouble with our last website, man-in-the-middle attacks. and people, All over the place. People are releasing bad apps. Yep, yep. People so just you, it, people would, would deceive other people into thinking that they were on the Earful website, and they weren't. If you listened to the uh, Earful of Convoy and you heard a bad app at any point on our website, that was a that was a man in the middle almost attack. Almost surely a man yep. in the middle attack. Yep. So anyway, earfulofcocktail.com is now a switcher. You can switch between the two sites. That's pretty cool. Do you think man in the middle is uh is should be revised for being uh, gendered? No, it should be attacker in the middle. Yeah, I mean, or do you think it should be woman in the middle? Or or thing in the middle? Thing in the middle. Yes. T I M. T I T M. Zim? It's T-I-T-M? Titum? Titum. Titum. Exactly. Thing in the middle. Thing in the middle. Zing in the middle. Zing, zinga. Zinga in the middle. Uh, okay, so, yeah, so we, we have we, we have a new website. In our old website, it links a new website. A new website links to the old website. We have a lot of links. They all link all around. All around. They all link all around. They're great. It's, uh, we, we uh, got the web stuff. So, yeah, uh, any complaints? Uh, staff at earfulofcocktail.com. Yep. Uh, the uh, iTunes feed remains the same. The RSS feed, that's all the same. You'll get everything in the same feed. If you uh, update your feed, you'll notice that it now says Earful of Convoy slash Cocktail. So, okay, before we do a flare in the air. Okay, oh, wait, it, good, because I need a little time here. Sure. Is there really much more we can pick apart about the kind of overall guts of this episode? This episode is about establishing Brian Flanagan as an ambitious individual. Well, I mean, the thing I would say that's the primary purpose of these five minutes. The thing that's, in, the thing that's impressive, the thing that is kind of... I think special is the fact that it's such a long bus ride. It's dangerous there. Yeah. Uh, it's such a long bus ride. Like, that's the thing. You see this. Sure. The, I mean, he's he going leaves, from North Dakota to New York, but, so. But why? Why? Like, we see the wild again, minor key, and we go into night, and it's a beautiful night shot. And then we see him reading a book at night, how to turn your idea into a million dollars next to sleeping people. Some of you see my, my TEDx talk about how I read a book at night. Oh, great. Is that how you got that uh, sweet um, Lamborghini? Lamborghini, yeah. yeah. And you keep your books in your garage. I do. I got a lot of books. Yeah. We should have him on. Let's, let's have Ty Lopez on. To, to talk about Tom Cruise's books? Absolutely. I, I think having I think Ty, Lo- Ty Lopez and Brian Flanagan share a lot of characteristics with each other. I mean, having a success expert on the, on the show, I think <laughs> a would be, expert. it would help us understand the mindset of a successful man like 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 brian, brian flanagan, flanagan. Yeah. yeah yeah that does sound pretty good we could i'm sure we could reach out to ted lopez's publicist yeah see he's that moving is that a moving company bus called circus circus is is that a fake out we see him nod his head like he's tired but he's not tired he's in fact limbering his neck wow is, i think that's is that intentionally the scene i think they just told him sit in this seat and look Look sure, charismatic, but they, but, they, but they put that in the final cut. It's a scene where you say, like, he stayed up all night reading. Sure, he gets to New York, and then you see, oh look, he he's blew, tired. He, no, he's not. He's exactly. into it. He's going. He's ready to go. I think so. I think that absolutely he belongs here. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree. Yeah. Okay, it is time for flare in the air.
Something would be. Oh! <laughs> this is the sound of. Uh, well, this is the part of the show where we take the veritable uh, Flair's like eye view. Flair's eye view, yeah. So, as, as, a, as a bartender, like Brian Flanagan, is at a bar doing flair bartending. Uh, and he's throwing the bottle up in the air and other other accoutrements up in the air. Imagine looking down from that vantage and you see everything. You see it. It's it's like uh, like being in a helicopter, but it is just being thrown ahead, and it gives you kind of a perspective on the movie. And in this, we actually take the flare's eye view, veritably, and we judge the movie in a few different regards. Uh, we, we we assess the movie on our patented scale. Mm. I'm gonna cough right now. It's okay. We're all we're all ASMRing out right now. So yeah. Are you getting you getting those oh, good little, goose pimples? Oh, a little tingle. Yeah. Got goose pimples in the brain. Uh, <laughs> Thirteen thousand views. People like people like sound effects. <laughs> good How job. many glasses are you pouring? <laughs> <laughs> Do you think it was actually done? Do you think it's a performance? I'm guessing a lot of this is is repeated things. But it's not the same one over and over again. Mm, I'm tempted to switch to this one. No, no, no. You, you okay. one per hour. Right, right. And you commit yeah, to it. We'll, we'll, all right. Next step. Next step. We'll try that other one. But yeah, this is the sound of flare. The sound of flare. The sound of pouring flare. Um, so uh, we, in this segment, uh, if you're not familiar, what we do is we go and we rate the movie as a whole as a whole. So sure. how good is this movie as a whole? This is actually, I didn't even, I should have thought more about what my ratings are going to be. Well, that's what the we do. Movie as a whole as a whole. Then we have the movie up until this point, which in this case will just be the first five minutes. And then we have a rating for this five minutes. Yes. Yes. Okay. So, okay, movie as a whole as a whole. This is really tough. Sure. All right. Um, ooh. Full full scale. Okay. No halvesies. Yeah. Are, are we ready? Yeah, full. It has to be yeah, uh, zero, one through five. No half stars. Uh, the mean, the median, and the mode all have to be uh, two and a half. Yeah, we have um, we, we learned we learned during Airflow Convoy it's actually possible to get pretty close to that. So we, we learned it's possible. We learned it's possible. We did a uh, I think with this a series movie, of interesting lemmas. <laughs> we proved it. Yeah, mathematically. So in, I believe with this movie, actually, we have a much better chance of getting close. So um, Cause okay, because it's, it's not as good. and we got close with Convoy. Yeah, because because it, it's probably going to average out to about a two point five. But I don't want to bias anything. Okay, uh, the movie as a whole as a whole. Ready? Well, it would be three, though, because it's one, two, three, four, five, so the middle is three. <laughs> yeah. One, two, three, four, five, three. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, I mean, it shouldn't be 2.5, it should be three, right? <laughs> what is that from? This is also flipping people off. Just oh, it's a different form of that. Here, we'll do this one too. There we go. Yeah, we got we got European, we got Italian. No, Italian's this. We got British. Yeah, no, that's victory. We got American. It's victory. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Okay. Uh, All right. So movie as a whole. As a whole, as a whole. Ready? Three, three two, two, one. Three two stars. stars. See, there we go. We're already at two point five. That was very impressive. Well, I still say three is right. I said I said three. You said two. It averages out to two point five. No, but one, two, three, four. Oh, five. you mean what our target is for the median yes, mode? Yes. Well, but zero is possible too. No, that's one. Is the, isn't it? Well, by the official rules, it's one through five. But unofficially, you know, we could do zero stars if we wanted to. We can also do six, though. No, never. Okay. Okay. So, okay, so uh, three, two, and three. Okay, I said three stars. You said two. Yeah. Uh, not a one star. Okay. 
Interesting. All right, movie up until this point. Uh, okay. Ready? Three, two, two one, two five stars. stars. <laughs> five stars. I think this is as good as the movie gets. <laughs> Uh-oh, is the transmitter hot again? Yeah, we need to cool it down a bit. Okay. Okay. And and this five minutes. Ready? Which is roughly. So ready? You, you said... What was the I said two stars okay. for a movie up until this point. Sure. Three, two, one, five three stars. stars. How is if it's when judged on its own, it's a little different than when judged as the opening to a movie. Okay, that's interesting. Well, it is an opening to a movie. I know, but if you what were just... is going? Okay, kill it, kill it, kill it. A young <laughs> What just happened? Okay, that was flaring the air. That was flaring the air. Uh, we need to get a, a YouTube Red subscription so we can avoid. Yeah, you have one of those. Any issues? Okay, so by the way, you agree with this? Um, uh, can't read what that said. Oh, oh, yeah. Is it on? You have it there, or is uh, it just, here? Just, just pulled up on, uh, on, on, on your, your on the, on the site with the, with the issues. Uh, yeah, uh, e balance world. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, uh, any other closing thoughts here before we wrap up? Closing, closing thoughts. You don't have to go home, but you can't. Stay here. Closing place. thoughts. Uh, closing thoughts. I think this was a good, um, uh, uh, a good uh, character setup for Brian Flanagan. Don't think it accomplished that much else. Um, I think there was far, despite far more happening than the first five minutes of Convoy. Yeah. I feel like there was actually less stuff to pick apart. I think there's a I think we could have talked a lot more about this. I think it picked apart great. Sure. Uh, I mean I think there's it's, a I mean not bad. There's a lot to talk about masculinity, imperialism. Yeah, was that? Yes. Just basically greed, force. And I think the yeah, it's it's I would say this there are no finer five minutes as an introduction to uh, cocktail than these five minutes. Okay, you know what? I'll update my um my my scores. Okay, great. Very good. Uh and uh, yeah, so uh, for all of you out there, when you're throwing those glasses high, uh, keep your keep your eyes on on the on the on the merchandise. Keep your eyes on the prize, and, and don't spill it because that's where the profit comes from. Is that what he says? Not just this is just old folk wisdom. All right. Uh, Till next time. Till next time. Let's hippy hippy shake. <laughs> Cocktails, darling. Well, maybe some fruit cocktail then. Milk, hot chocolate. You have any of that punch? Let me see now. Have a martini, please. Oh, say, isn't that a pretty little drink? And what a cute little tiny olive. Hello, little tiny olive. One more martini then. <laughs>
goodness, another drinky. Boy, they sure slide down, don't they? And with two cute little olives, I little olives, whoo! Yeah.